Hey there, true believers, and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, episode 46. This is your episode overture. This week, right before we went into the studio, I told Steve-O that he was going to be leading this week's podcast. Now, to his credit, he didn't totally panic, but without any kind of vision or plan and no time to make one up, he quickly discovered that it is hard to get somewhere if you don't know where you're supposed to be going. So, hang out with us as we talk Comic-Con, take a spiritual gifts test, and discuss living life by faith, vision, and intentionality to reach God's best for us. Plus, if you're a Christian hip-hop artist, stick around until the post-credits for an exciting offer. This is the Nerd of Godcast. Do I need an order of service or something? How am I going to... I don't know what I'm doing. Just make it up. <laughs> you the entire know, show? You know what we do. See, what's, what's happening now is I'm trying to not say what you say. He's the nerd. Well, so do, would, are you like going to say what Tony says? Or Tony usually goes, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. Yeah, but what do you do? Hello, hello. I say Bowie, Gronweeb, Ninivon, but I've been banned for this season. I've been banned for this season. I've been banned for this season. Okay, it's your show. do it. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're tuned in to the Nerd of Godcast. That place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Bawee, Bronaweeb, Ninibon, everybody. Welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. That place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture come together for some sweet, sweet two-player to- uh, two-player oh, toe-op. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Let's keep that. Welcome, welcome to the show. I am your host for the evening, Steve-O Supremo, and we're going to go around the table and introduce you to the crew. On my right is, with him as always, Tony T. Well, hello there, Steven. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Tony? I feel like the, the, we're in Bizarro Universe here. It definitely feels strange. I'm not used to looking at the table from this angle. It is nice to sit closer to the twins. Table. I'm not used yeah. to having this much space around me. It's pretty nice, right? It's tight over me. there, right? King size, baby. Yeah, I kicked Jessica. <laughs> Those. I don't have that much more space. More arm space, less leg room. Yeah, no, it, that, it's pretty tight over there. Speaking of tight, not on my left is the big man with the Gregory Neff. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Neff. What is new in, in Neff's world? Well, you know, just keeping it tight. Neff and I recently got into somewhat of an argument on the way back from seeing a cinematic adventure because he keeps buying these weird DC books instead of (laughs) buying these Marvel books. So, Tony, can you please tell him what Marvel books he needs to buy so he can stop buying these weird little DC books? I got a really cool stack of Marvel trade paperbacks that I'll let you tear through. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been reading them, and normally, as much as I love Marvel characters, I don't like the Marvel trade paperbacks. Like, their Mm -hmm. story arcs are kind of weak. But these ones that I've been reading have really, really been enjoyable. Mm. Like, really well-written, really well-drawn, so I'll let you tear into some. Uh, the reboot when they did the Invincible Iron Man, uh, Old Man Logan is a classic. And uh, I, I just read the Marvel Knights uh, Spider-Man 1 through 12. Mm. Really, really good stuff. You can see actually a lot of, like, Homecoming kind of inspired by some of that. But uh, uh, really cool, cool things. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in your hands. You'll be in good shape. Mm. And across the table from me are the two lovely ladies in the room. Let's give it up for Jackie and Jessica, the twins. Hi. Hey, girls. Hello. Hey, Jackie. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jackie, what did you say? So, she oh. said, sup, Jackie's a gangster. 
since since we seem to have people not be able to tell you guys apart, I want to have you get Jesse, J- Jesse. That's Jassy. what her name is, Jessica. Uh, I will stab you. Or, or, or Jackie. 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 No, no, no. Because if you say Jackie, it just sounds like someone from uh, from Boston is saying Jackie. Jackie. Or Canada. No. Hey, Jackie. No. All right, Jackie. Like Minnesota. That's Jackie. Yeah. Never been to Boston. Well, hello there, Jessica. <laughs> Jessica, me on Jastor. That's Minnesota. That's what oh. I'm saying. In the, uh, the ar- artist always known as Ness, it's your boy, EJ Nieves. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy. <laughs> Even Official when you Ness. say it's Official your boy, Ness. he said it. He can't yeah, not you, you say it. You took away my intro. No, Tony said that it, for like the last three episodes. That's okay, true. Because, but you say it much whiter than I am. <laughs> and uh, it is your boy. <laughs> I could Here is your feller. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a uh, elderly gentleman in our church that every time he comes to say hello to me he goes hello there young feller every time <laughs> so hard precious. r at the end of it what's that, up that's feller? Yes. feller <laughs> he's always matching with his wife he has flowing silver hair dorsey's a pimp man yeah man he's one of my favorite people i want that on a t-shirt what's up dorsey's feller? a, what's dorsey's up, a feller <laughs> i want a dorsey's a pimp yeah <laughs> that's what i thought you wanted i want, I want a dorsey me shirt yes yes <laughs> and then on the back it just says what's up young feller <laughs> dorsey keeps it tight <laughs> no uh, nev oh. keeps it tight oh avery jessup and then the man, not behind the sights, but behind the sounds, say hello to Nicholas Elder. Hello. Nick the Engineer. What's going on with you, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Nick's face. Like, you're going to make me talk. His name is Nick the Engineer. That's his name on but the it was show. Like Nicholas Sadler. Hello. <laughs> Nick the Engineer. Hi. Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nicholas. Nicholas. Nick, what's your middle name? Wade. 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 I, I, I keep Wade telling him he should go by Wade. I like that's no. such a cool nah. name. Nah, but you name your Nick's son cool Wade. Too. Wade Sadler. Because of Deadpool. What if you shortened Nicholas to just a K and then you took the Wade and you just called him Quade? Quade. Ooh. Oh, then he'd be a total recall character. Quade. <laughs> Quade. You are not you, Wade. You are not you. You are me. <laughs> Nick, Open what? your mind, Mr. Quade. <laughs> So, Mr. Have what you want to get the people to air. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Mr. Quaid, what's new with you? Lots and lots of VBS. Oh, yes. We're in the middle of That's our bad. church's vacation yes. Bible school this week. The theme is Maker Fun Factory. So, our church is all decked out with gears and robots and different kind of making things. It's really, really cool. We're having a good time. I think just about everybody here, except maybe Jackie. Sansley, Sansley, a little bit. Me, a little bit less, too, is uh, involved in it. You know what that makes Jackie? Smarter than us! <laughs> I mean, I take yeah. pictures, but not today. Uh, that's yeah, called I the, uh, I can do whatever I want job. Like, I'm going to make really sure I nice. do good things. Not always. Do not always. Sometimes you get that picture job, and it is tough. We'll talk about that Yeah, later. we'll talk about that later. I got the I got the easy picture job. Yeah, Neff walks around. He has this little tiny camera on him. It looks like it came with, like, a six-scale action figure. <laughs> it's of like, Spider-Man. It's like it's the, it's teeny, the Spider-Man cartoon uh, character. You know, I've got the one like, with, like, the jumbo lens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to get pictures of Spider-Man. Because <laughs> J. Jonah James is going to yell at me. Now get out there and get the scoop. <laughs> the spider signal. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've done that. <laughs> the sinister syndicate. The sinister syndicate. Neff and I were talking about the, the symbiotes the other day, and I tried to tell him how they're terrible, they're, and he loves them. They're all terrible. What's the one from the right? Scream? Sheik. Sheik? Shriek. The Sheik? Shriek. Like the night of the Sheik. Sheik. <laughs> it's Shriek. Shriek. We are the sinister syndicate. 
What are the other? What are the other symbiotes? They were. They were. All I just know Venom and Carnage. Yeah, Toxin. And we, we stopped. Toxin was uh, an interesting idea. But was that Carnage? He was Carnage's. Carnage's Son. offspring. Kid. It was Venom's grandchild. But he was, a, he was like an anti-hero. Venom well, he attached himself to a police officer. Yeah. So uh, the cop didn't want him to kill people, but he wanted to kill people. So they kind of had this thing where it was like, all right, well, we'll like kill people, and but only the thing? bad people. <laughs> okay. Because he's a New York cop, so I guess there's some kind of there's gray a, area. There's a bad guy around he's every corner. He's an Irish New York, New York cop. So, yeah, and there was a, there were several others. They were all very bad. Named Patio Mulligan. It was called, hey, That's let's make true. something really wacky so we can outsell Spawn this month. That was mm. kind of... Well, speaking of Spawn... I know. They, uh, they announced that there's going to be a new Spawn movie at the, uh, the Comic-Con this year, directed by... Uh, Mr. Todd McFarlane himself, the creator. He created Spawn, correct? Didn't or was he, he just the first artist? Yeah, he, he did create no, he Spawn. Created it, yeah. I'm he, very excited cool. for that. And he is the one who is uh, responsible for all the 90-foot-long capes in comics, isn't he? Oh, my God. Uh, it's just no the capes. 90s. I just heard 90s-foot-long capes. Like, people just have capes made out of, like, Subway sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> or they're just From like the, the 90s. <laughs> the 90, in the 90s. Yeah. Just, just like Dikembe Mutombo just wearing, like... That's a the fun name to artist. say. Dikembe Mutombo in his 90s foot-long <laughs> cape. No, so, no, no. So tonight, Steven, you're in charge of the show. Apparently. Where are we going with this? I have no idea. In but charge. let's discover it together. <laughs> together. The journey of a million going miles begins with a single step. So let us know what you think about 90s comics and Todd McFarlane by connecting with us on social media at Nerd of Godcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us on our blog at nerdofgodcast.com, and you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We love to laugh with you, chat with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. That was for everybody, and nobody but Jackie joined in. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome. Thank you, Jackie. Jessica looked like she was about to and then bowed out at the last second. Because yeah. she saw nobody else. I've always wanted to join Tony in on it, so. You guys can join me. Let's all say it together, shall we? No. In exchange, whimsical. Dang it, all of you. Animated gifts with you. Dang it, Beth. Whimsical. Hashtag not my host. Edit it. Just edit <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Dang up. Shots fired. <laughs> Jessica's my favorite now. Uh. <laughs> well, who was your favorite before? Unit. Me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> No, put your hand down. What'd you say? <laughs> Steven needs a trip to the burn unit. Because <laughs> you got burned. Burn. No, I got it. You didn't need to explain. I think I needed to. Don't touch me, Quentin. He done kicked out the like aloe vera. Get that boy some aloe vera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bars. <laughs> so what are we doing tonight, Steven? We're going to be talking to each other. Okay, about All what? Right. Uh, I was I was going to say, since we started talking about Comic-Con, let's see what you guys thought of Comic-Con. What did you guys think of some of the announcements that happened at Comic-Con? You know, it exists. I want to go to there. I want to go to Comic-Con. So too. in a weird moment of I don't know what. Je ne sais quoi. Uh, our pastor. Did Pastor John go to Comic-Con? Dr. Alexander. I would said to, he, he said to me in his office the other night, and he's just recovering from a, a mild um, heart surgery, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> all of our best for a speedy recovery, Pastor. But he said to me, he goes, "Have you? I, I saw some of the stuff from this comic book convention this oh. uh, in Las Vegas." Oh. I said, "San Diego, but whatever." <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere out west. And he go, and he he was telling me he's like, "That's a, that seems like they have so much going on there." He said, "What's the difference between that one and the one they do out here?" I said, "Oh, about four hundred thousand people, you know, whatever." And said, all that, the celebrities. That one's really really big. He said, I, "He said I just he said I had it in my mind. I just thought it would be really neat." If if we could just send you out there, and I was like, 
Ooh. You can send you and five of your closest podcast what? members. Uh, One, two, three, four. There's six of you. <laughs> Who's staying home? Not me. Not me. Not it. Not it. What do you Nose mean goes. five? Nose goes. I forgot that there were six Jessica. of us. Bye, Jessica. Jessica. Jessica stayed. We'll She's gladly staying home. Uh, well, Crowds uh, are the worst. he's obviously not sending me, <laughs> but it was nice that he thought of it. Whatever medication he's on. Yeah, let's keep, keep him on. Let's keep, keep pumping it up. <laughs> you know what? Doc, Doc, I'm going to need another 80 cc's of whatever he's on. Stat. <laughs> Tetracycline. I'm going to Comic-Con, and I'm going to Tokyo, Japan, Disney World. God and bless. Shanghai, Disney. With the cool Pirates of the Caribbean. Right? So what do you guys think of Comic-Con? Uh, Not everybody. Trailers. <laughs> trailers. There are a lot. Trailers. There's a lot. Trailers. 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 That was basically the biggest thing at Comic-Con, wasn't it? It was like the big trailer reveals. I don't know. I got real excited about them hot toys. Oh, that's true. They had some cool hot toys. Some cool hot toys. I have to stay away from hot toys because I'm going to spend a lot of money. I have two hot toys. Uh, Captain America's beard. Oh, my God, yes. Sorry. Yeah, like, Captain America has a, has a beard now. Until 2018. He has a, a, I'm jealous of his beard. I'm so excited. I wish I had his beard. If you haven't seen his beard, they released a poster for Avengers Infinity it's War. Three posters, it's three posters, but I've only seen them one. collectively together. And uh, it's really, really cool. There's different color scheme stuff happening. And Captain America has a beard. And he I think looks sad. He does look he sad. Looks because he's a he's technically a war criminal now. Yeah, I know, was, but still, <laughs> it hurts me a little bit. I gotta say, that was one of my favorite lines in, in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Is they're sure showing they're showing like a uh, uh, video. You okay? Yeah. What's wrong? I haven't uh, seen Homecoming yet, but go ahead. This it's, it's, it's just a, a joke. It's okay. not like a spoiler. They're having like they're doing like a gym class kind of thing. Spoiler. It's a good joke. I don't care. It's fine. I already know about. It. Is it the little scene where like he's he's doing he's just he's like in a and like a promo video for the for yeah the, for I, the I, I saw a school. gift set of that like so a, that was already ruined like a uh, after school special kind of thing yeah and the uh, gym teacher at the end goes I'm pretty sure he's a war criminal now but I still gotta show you these videos <laughs> and I I lost it it was hilarious that's great I'll still enjoy it when I see it for the first time I'm so. surprised you haven't seen it yet because I've had other financial responsibilities so I've had to be a uh, responsible young adult. You came in here tonight with a bag of Chipotle. Buy one, get one free, son. Yep. Wait, so wait, you wait, ain't wait, on a budget. Chip. Chipotle's still expensive. Wait, what's still expensive? Get one. But I got you. two you for the price of one. And you got four meals out of two Chipotle meals for you. So yeah, that, exactly. So, so that's really, $7 for four meals for Jackie. That's not a bad deal. That's all right. That's, that's stewardship. That's better than eating Crystal Burgers. God bless. That is true. Or eating ramen like Sadler. So much MSG. For the rest of the show, official. He's burritos uh, too. Quaid. 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 Consider that to divorce. Random. I could quote Love that it. movie all night. <laughs> but actually, no, I can't because we're in our church. But. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were some of your guys' favorite trailers from uh, the Comic Con? Thor. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I literally screamed. I jumped up and down and I screamed. Was this in the middle of the night? Yes. <laughs> feel bad for your for your for your roommates. It's okay. I don't have roommates. It's I do. They're my family, but they're still <laughs> definitely definitely going to be the funniest Thor movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's no question oh, yeah. about the way they're taking this thing in a yes. new direction. Especially, I love it when he's talking to the, uh, Thor and he's like, "We fought." It's like, "Did Hulk? What, what happened?" He's like, "I won." Or he's talking to Hulk. Thor is talking to Hulk. He's like, "I won easily." <laughs> Bruce Banner's like, "That doesn't sell, right?" <laughs> I'm so excited to see more Bruce Banner. Like, yes. I'm really pumped because Mark Ruffalo does such a good job, and I really, I just, I love him. 
I was really hoping it wasn't just going to be just like him and Hulk fighting as like a gladiator, then that's it. I'm glad that he seems to be like an intricate part of the story. I'm very or excited like about it. Or Hulk like roaring fire. <laughs> Thor, Thor like smoldering, smoldering fire. fire. <laughs> I like that we have smart Hulk or smarter Hulk. Conversational I think, okay. Hulk. Yeah. I have a theory about that because like uh, it, it kind of shows a bit about like a uh, uh, Bruce Banner's journey with the Hulk to where it's like he's not talking as the Hulk because he's scared of like that half and it's, it's not it's it, they're not they're not working together and so like this is kind of showing like hey we're kind of working together now he's verbal he's in this like, environment i don't have to try to fight you yeah yeah it's and I, I i don't know if that's what they were going for but that's what i got from it and i got really excited. it definitely it's seems cool like he's, he has more control over mm-hmm. it. because yeah, cool like thought. even like if you look in the incredible hulk movie he starts to control it at the end where like he opens his eyes and his eyes turn green signal you know signifying that he's trying to control yeah. it and then in avengers was he trying to control it i think that he was like meditating and then opened his eyes with a smile and his eyes Turned green. Yeah. So I thought he was trying to be able to get it under control. I don't think that he turned. I don't think. I don't. I don't know that that was it. That's what I took from it. Because it was days without incident, and then the countdown clock ran back to zero. I think that he just turned into the Hulk. Well, no. he was happy about it. Well, that was the Hulk smiling from within him. Because he was him. released. Jekyll I just, and Hyde. I just took that because then when you see him in Avengers, uh, he tells uh, Cap tells Bruce get angry, and he's like, "That's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry," and then just turns into the Hulk like willy nilly because he wanted to. But like not, but now he's Don't like able to like. Again, can I say woolly willy? Yes. Okay. Oh. Willy willy. But like now it's just kind of cool because it's like we work together now. Yes. <laughs> Supposedly, I heard, or um, I heard that he's been Hulk for the past, or however long it's been since of Age of Ultron. Eight years. Like he's been stuck mm-hmm. as the Hulk. As the like Hulk. Like not as Bruce. Yeah. That's interesting. You're always the loudest person here. So it's which ironically, I turned myself down. Well, it's, it's allowed to me. I'm just saying, you're always like by far the loudest person. I turned myself down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in control of this. Anyways, so um, I heard because he's been Hulk for two years, he's learned how to speak. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it goes along with what Jackie said. So, like, he's learning how to speak or um, he's getting used to. In some the of the, the articles that I've read, they're like, oh, and we hear Hulk speak for the first time. But I'm pretty sure we've heard him speak before. I he mean, said Puny he God. Speak in the animated well, not that, but he spoke in Avengers. Yeah. 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 Puny God. Said Puny God. God. Yeah. But this one's like more it's like. He's having conversations. Not, yeah. It's yeah. full sentences. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Hulk gets, he's pretty intelligent at points in the comics. Like when I was reading Infinity Gauntlet, in Infinity Gauntlet, he's having like full on like conversations smart and have Hulk. like. Yeah. yeah, he's like Smart Hulk. He's not even just saying kind of like Hulk in the trailer is kind of like Hulk like. Was he's raging fire? Mm-hmm. No, and they, they in the comics they went through periods where he had full control of Banner, Banner's intellect. Yeah, and, but then there was also moments when he was not as intellectual as Banner, but he was still intelligent when he was the Great Hulk, the Joe Fixit Hulk, uh, although not as powerful as the Green Goliath, the World Breaker, the Jade Giant. So Hulk. <laughs> I don't have any more. I, I was waiting for you to keep going. <laughs> yeah. World Breaker means something different to me. So on a scale of one to ten, how how does this trailer really make you guys super excited for ten? ten. Why are you yeah. getting upset? No, I'm face? not. I'm excited because <laughs> of the very last scene in the trailer. Which was what? With, where Hella, uh, Hella, is it Hella? Hella. 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 Yeah. Well, the original name for her is Hela. Yeah. Hella. Hella. Whatever. Hella. It was just Hell. Yeah. yeah. Um. With where she's L. like, what were you the god of again? And <laughs> all the thunder comes down yeah. and his eyes oh, that light was up. Beautiful. Like, yeah. that was I got cool. goosebumps. Yeah. He doesn't even need the hammer. He just channels it. Yes, that made me, that made me I happy. know what I'm excited for. What that. are you excited for? Oh, you know what I'm excited for. Is it Idris Elba? It's Idris Elba. Don't. Mm. 
You you should have known better when you mentioned so, his name. So. When I saw the hot toys for those, and I was curious as to why Loki was wearing that the blue jumpsuit. But yeah. it looks like they're going to explain that. I'm curious to see how that's all going to work out. But I will tell you, the the character that I didn't care much for in the first trailer, but that really won me this time, was Valkyrie. She looked yes. Yeah. Yes. And they haven't like came out and said, come out and said that she's Valkyrie, but I'm like, she's Valkyrie. Yeah, I, I'm that's assuming what she, she is. She's Valkyrie. Oh, they said her name? Yeah. Like comes, in the trailer? She comes riding down on Pegasus. She's Valkyrie. I mean, that's why I thought. <laughs> I'm just saying. Who does who does um Carl Urban play? I think he's um, one of uh, Bones. Uh, Eomer? Or Judge Dredd. George Judge Dredd? George Dredd. George I am George, George Dredd. I'm George here to sell you insurance. Uh, George I of am, the Dredd. I, I am the law. Going by mythology. the adjustment broker. Is Balder a character in the, in the comics? Or? Yeah. Okay, then that's probably broker. who he is. Well, no, Wait, from no. the trailer, he lo- he's looks like he's like a minion of Hela. I know, but Balder in, in North mythology was associated with her. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen him at all. But how about the big shot where they had a uh, suture on there? Yes. The, the big giant flame Flame-free demon, <laughs> which <laughs> th- which they showed briefly, I believe, through one of the open portals in the Dark World. It reminded huh. me of two I was trying things. to remember the name. It reminded me a mixture of a, um, a thing from uh, Lord of the, the Rings. The Balrog. Balrog yeah. mixed with the the version of the devil from Spawn. Malvolgia. The movie. The movie's part. Not bullshit. Yeah. He wasn't really the devil. Yeah, yeah. But the, it was. It looked like a mixture of those two, and I was like, "Okay, I'll buy it." Yeah, it'll be good. That was my favorite. That was my favorite trailer from. So, right, so we're starting off with the best and working our way down. What was uh? What were some of the other trailers I came? Justice out? League. Yeah. <sighs> Justice League. Justice. Look, you just have no hope. I'm no. Listen, I'm. I want to have hope. I want this movie to be great, but. I it's they they're like one for four. So once they start getting more of a positive number in their in their area for the fractions of the movies that are good, then I'll be more more excited for it. I want to this movie to be good. I'm just I'm cautious. The trailer I really enjoyed, but I'm cautious about it. I enjoyed the trailer up until the very last thing that they showed. Mm. Like, hey, I'm Superman. I'm back, by the way. And. Well, there's, we're not there's, show you. there's another theory that it's either Superman or it's a Green Lantern. It's, it's not a Green Lantern. It's Superman. It, yeah. He's definitely yeah. got a red cape. I'm, 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 I'm just, just saying. <laughs> I know. It's but like, they, plus, but they, it's already said that he's going to be in the movie. So. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, I've the, seen his hot toy from the movie. Yeah. But like, yeah. but I didn't. And so like, and my thing is, it's like, you just ruined that reveal for me. Like, granted, everyone's like, well, yeah, he's totally going to come back well, in this movie. Like, yeah, they're expecting it. But now it's like, now I know the scene that he's coming back and, and revealing himself. Yes, but have you not watched trailers for the last like 10 years? Like in trailers nowadays, all they do is show you the shots well, that get people to see the movie, yeah. including spoilers. Well, they do that like two or three trailers in, which is why usually after the first trailer, this is technically this is the, the third trailer. trailer. Yeah, which is yeah, why. They had a sneak peek last year at Comic Con, then they had the first trailer. This is the second, like, full trailer. Mm-hmm. But it's the third time we've seen a trailer for. Extended to it, just four minutes long. When it comes to Marvel movies, I don't watch the third one. On DC movies, I don't care. When it's a movie that I care about spoilers, I'll watch the first one, and then I try not yeah. to watch, like, Power Rangers. I only watch the first one, I don't watch the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what really spoiled it for me was an article that I read that the DC has to CGI out all of his mustache. Who's? Um, um, Henry Cavill? Yeah, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Why does he have a mustache? For. Impossible. The man from Uncle? No, it's no, that was, that was like different four movie. years ago. The sequel, I don't know. The man from <laughs> Ant. <laughs> and Wasp. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, now, I had thought that Henry Cavill was going to come back. He was supposed to have a beard. 
That was it. So that's what happens when you die. You grow a beard. I thought he was supposed to have black, a black he suit. Was, well, he posted and a mullet. A, he posted a picture of him for. Uh, he posted a picture to his uh, Instagram uh, like months ago, where he had the close up of the material of the suit, and it was black. It was definitely black. Mm. Mm. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back in the black suit. Or he's right old school Superman, and he's got the black around the S instead of. Uh, yellow. That's not. Old, that's that's like older Superman, not old school Superman. No, no, no. Like oh, original. you mean like 1938 yeah. Superman? Yeah. Yeah. Original. And there's, I mean, they mentioned there's, they say the word lantern in the movie so that way people yeah. like Neff will get excited. Jeez. Did that, did that, did that get you excited? Always gets me excited. All right, don't say it like that. <laughs> so there's another trailer that came out that I was excited for the movie, but the trailer didn't necessarily make me super excited. That's Ready Player One. Did you guys watch I that one? I thought that looked cool. I'm, I have never read the book, and I've only heard good things about the book. But now I want to go read the book because of the trailer, because of all the pop culture references that I saw. I, I really, really enjoyed the book and the trailer. I'm going to see the movie regardless. Now, like the opening scene in the the trailer is uh, the main character walking through his like they're called the stacks. It's like stacks and stacks and stacks of mobile homes in where he lives. And when he's walking through, I'm like, that's exactly how I pictured it in my mind when I was reading it. So it took me there. And then there's like there's a lot of stuff that happened in the trailer that I don't either don't remember happening or they're putting it in the movie that didn't happen. But I know like Steven Spielberg is taking out all references to his stuff in the movie, even though he's riddled throughout the book. So I'm just I'm interested to see how it's going to go. But I think only Tony and I are the ones that have read the books. That's what's interesting to see how that from somebody who hasn't read the books. How does the trailer make you guys feel towards seeing the movie? Well, the subtle usage of pure imagination. Yes. <laughs> yes. Was when I first heard the first time, I was like, I was like, is that I your imagination? That. And it's like, as it, as it went on, definitely. Was. And it went, and I was like, that's amazing. And then the Iron Giant shows up, and I'm like, it's my childhood. <laughs> it's all here. I'll tell I'll tell you, don't have to be a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I did not. I was not upset at seeing a DeLorean go flying and like, <laughs> like, like speeding. It was like it was like the DeLorean met uh, Fast and the Furious, and I was so excited. Was to see one that. of those was one of those guys riding a light bike? It probably, like, yeah. Like, it it light bike. Strong, that was probably. really cool. Probably. And then Freddy Krueger got right? destroyed. That was I so saw cool. that. I was like, hey. Uh, it looked it looked beautiful. I didn't I haven't read the book, but it it looks beautiful. It's really really. Influenced by like 80s pop culture, 80s yeah. and 90s, but mostly 80s pop culture. If anything, I'll just I'll watch it for eye candy, you know. <laughs> but eye candy. Inspiration. Another trailer that was revealed was uh, the Stranger Things season two trailer, mm-hmm. which was uh, very very intriguing. Yes, very nice. What'd you guys think? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen the trailer? Yeah, I'm not sure I was uh, watcher, so. I was thrilled. I just, I really love those kids, like, as human beings and as actors, and to, like, just see them kind of go more into, I'm just very excited. It is, and it, I think it only takes place, well, like, a year after the events of the It's like a Halloween theme. Yeah, because I think, I think it's, I'm assuming it's the trick the or treating as yeah. the Ghostbusters. Because oh Ghostbusters happy. came out in '84, so that it has to be at least. And they even had the trap, happy. and like apparently something gets in the trap, it's and beautiful. I'm like, that's so good. Yeah, it looks. I really feel like cool. anyone who grew up in the '80s or loves <laughs> '80s like movies and things are gonna be really, really happy with this season because I feel like there's just gonna be a lot of like, hey, Ghostbusters, hey, this thing, like. Well, the, well, the first one was '83, so I mean, you yeah. still get this so early '80s. Yeah, 
Yeah. What did so since Tony's the only one here that grew up in the '80s, Tony, what did you think? I liked it. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I, it's, it seems like a really good continuation of the story, uh, raising the stakes a little bit, going from Demi Gorgon to, to a gigantic monster. gigantic <laughs> snow crab in the sky. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it looked like to me like if you take like your fingers and you want to make your fingers walk like a like a monster, that's what it looked like to me. You Maybe mean that's the model that they used. <laughs> it might have been. was. <laughs> Really cool. I, there was one quick cutaway scene that actually filled me with a little bit of hope uh, because there, you have, oh my goodness, the world is ending and everything is falling apart. Quick smash cut to a bunch of 80s kids in some kind of a party dancing. And there's Steve, and he's a jerk, and he's not out here saving the day. So yes. maybe he goes away. Were you not a fan of Steve? Steve I is, wasn't really and his fan. haircut were both. Uh, he was redeemed. Very genre no, 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 no. He wasn't redeemed. He peed his pants. <laughs> Got saved by the real hero and then showed back up at the I end mean, with the girl. Yeah, he didn't, didn't deserve like to have the girl at the end, not. but he was redeemed. And I think that, I, like, I didn't think he was supposed to have the girl. I would, I thought that she should have been exactly with the other guy. But I did think oh, that he redeemed himself later on when he. He he did get some back. redemption, See, but he's still a jerk. For me, I'm the kind of guy that thought Anthony Michael Hall should have left the Breakfast Club with Molly Ringwald. So like for me, <laughs> oh. I always get a little upset when the under, like I like any Molly Ringwald movie. It's like well, she always ends up with the guy you think she's gonna end up with instead of the poor guy that's you know desperate and sad and made her a mixtape and all you know I I want to I want to see a little more revenge of the nerds in my you know who riding off into the sunset. Um, True, but. What, uh, not, what, not to be, apparently. One thing that makes me uh, kind of excited about this season is it obviously seems like it's going to be really centered around Will since he was mm-hmm. yes. not in he's but in like, like two like episodes of the last season. Because he's gone for... And he's just hiding in like... And he's hiding and he's just freezing. <laughs> and that's the whole... That's the whole so, Will! Um, Will Byers! <laughs> How many Wills do you think are in this for? <laughs> so excited. And you guys hate the Lost World Jurassic Park. <laughs> It's that good, but you can still quote stuff it's that's quotable. that good. People still quote the Star Wars prequels, and they're ungood. Yeah, they're bomb You're bad my brother. <laughs> Misa think they super bomb bad. Uh, I hate, I hate the prequels. Mm-hmm. You love don't, don't 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 lie to everybody. You love the prequels. What's your favorite Star Wars movie out of all seven? Episode three, exactly. So that from, unless I'm mistaken. You, you keep looking over at me. Because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you are in charge of the show. Take the wheel, Steven. Uh, take Steven, the take wheel. The wheel. <laughs> I'm trying my best. You're doing good, buddy. Keep it Most moving. of the time in life, I look at you for help <laughs> whenever I need to Try do something. I'm best to be a man. Don't sing. Hey. Don't sing Mike Rossard to me. Touched your lips. That was weird. <laughs> you did it on a YouTube video, and you did it again. What is it with my lips? You, yeah, you. No, I don't like touching your lips. Is that something that I like? I want to do. What is going on right it now? happened. What is it? Please stop. Please stop. Your lips are making me uncomfortable. Wait, which base is that? <laughs> Strike out. What? what? <laughs> uh, out of control. Jackie. That noise that you just made was odd, but Wait, it was Wait, which one? I make a lot of the, noise. I don't know. I don't want to try and duplicate it, but it was your reaction to what she said. Oh. But it was the best. I don't even know. I don't even. She said strike. What, uh, so what base was that? that? When I touched your lips with my fingers. Oh, and then strike I, out. And then I said strike out. <laughs> strike strike out. out. Uh, I'm hilarious. Uh, so take it home. <laughs> 
Somebody stop it. Why are you singing random Mark Broussard songs? I got a Jones in my bones. Uh, now you're singing the melody. Alright. Don't uh. help. <laughs> What's what? the number for 911? I don't know. What's next on the. Because uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Alright, I left Steven out to hang tonight. <laughs> And, and I think you've done a remarkable job so far. Let's hear it for Steven. Yeah! Impromptu guest host. Um, I, right before we walked into the studio tonight, I said, Steven, you're the host tonight. So Well, you said it kind of angrily, so I thought you were frustrated and joking. Well, I wasn't angry. I'm hungry. I am hungry. I'm hungry, too. And I'm tired, I'm so tired there's those well. things. But no, no, I wasn't angry or hungry, uh, but this was all an intentional setup. Um, Apparently. So tonight, we're at Vacation Bible School. We're, st- I mean, we are fresh from, we kick people yeah. out of this building, and they were walking out the door as we were starting up in here. So um, we just did VBS. It's the third night of VBS. Uh, and and I am, the, the area that I'm in charge of is uh, a specialized photography thing. So I have the VBS curriculum, and then they give you uh, audio files and certain graphics, and then a list, like a photo scavenger hunt that you have to do. And they give you a list of, okay, tonight you got to go take 25 pictures of um, kids in a line like they're marching, or uh, kids down on their hands and knees, you know, like they're sad and crying, um, or kids high-fiving each other. And they, they give you all these different things. So you got to find these picture opportunities and set the kids up to do it bring it all back and edit it into a video with a soundtrack that they provide that ends up telling kind of the Bible story of the day. So the kids unwittingly are featured on the screen at the end of the night in the big, you know, come together service as the Bible story of the day. And it's kind of a fun, it's a neat idea. Yeah. And the the kids love it because they get to see themselves and they don't realize the part that they're playing in the bigger picture of the story. So Mm -hmm. you can preach on that by itself. So tonight EJ comes in and he's like, Hey, um, I'm just, I'm here. Can I, can I help you? And now I really respect and, and appreciate EJ's eye as an artist. So I said, yeah, absolutely, dude. Um, help me out with this. I'm going to split, I'll split the list up. You know, you can take like the first 15, I'll take the last 15 and we'll go and take pictures of these kids. So he goes and he does his deal. I go and do my deal. We get him set up with the Dropbox. He Dropboxes all the things. And I put together, um, this video. So we got all this video done, finally got the thing completed, edited, ready to go. And um, it doesn't line up with the story audio. And I don't understand why. Come to find out that this five-night VBS we are doing in four nights. And um. tonight is night night three, but it's really night four. So EJ and I had walked around this entire building and gone to all the different kids in all the areas, gotten all the photographs, put the whole thing together, and we did it for the night that they were actually not doing tonight. So with 15 minutes left before the time that they're supposed to put this thing on the screen and go live in the big room, I grab EJ and I'm like, we got to redo this whole thing. And so what, what it took us over an hour to do the first time, we had to do in 10 minutes. So he wow. runs. I grab. You still my, need to edit it because I still yep. got to edit it. So I run and I grab all these pictures. He's grabbing pictures. I'm sending him instructions like by text message. I need this and this and this, and he, and he's sending to me as I'm editing. Um, finally, like literally, got it in here with moments to spare uh, before before the thing went live, and we got it done because that's how you get the reputation of being a miracle worker. <laughs> and and my thought tonight was this. If you go into something but you don't have a clear vision of where it is that you're supposed to be going, mm. it's almost impossible to actually get where it is that you're supposed to go. Yeah. And that was the frustration because although we thought we, we were working, we were moving, yep. we were creating, and we were we were doing a thing, but we weren't aimed at the right target. 
And because we didn't have a focus, we didn't have a vision, there was no way, there was little to no chance that we were going to be able to hit it. Now, the same thing happens tonight. Steven, you're the host of the show. Now, you know the content, you know the flow, you know the story that we're trying to tell, and you know why we're telling it, but you have no idea what we're talking about tonight. Yes. So you came in here, and you talked, and you sputtered, and you, you, you know, tried to do your best to kind of keep the ball in the air, but there comes a certain point when you can't give out our, you know, YouTube.com anymore, <laughs> and 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 you've got to, you've got to hit something. And if you don't know what you're aiming for, how are you ever going to hit it? Mm. So I want to kind of pull the camera back on that, and let's let's talk about our lives, and let's talk about ministry, and let's talk about why it is that like that God says my people perish for lack of vision. Why it is that God wants us to have an idea and a focus and a target so that we can we can prepare so that he can provide. And because if we don't have that, um, we're, we're, we're lost and we're sunk before we ever go. Uh, I, I was thinking back to Moses wandering through the wilderness, you know, they're by day, they're following this pillar of cloud by night, they're following uh, the column of fire. And, and although they didn't know fully where they were going, they always had something to aim for. Mm. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that tonight. Let's talk about that in, in, in God's will. Let's talk about that in, in, in pop culture. Earlier, you were talking about the DC Comics Justice I was just League. Thinking. Okay, okay. <laughs> the Justice League and the frustration that you feel because you've been burned before. Yes. Why is Marvel able to pull off the combined universe thing so well, and DC just hasn't made that connection mm. yet? Because I think Marvel, even though I think they've had to adjust it, because I don't think it was always their plan. I think they had an overlying plan to do this kind of story arc, and then adjust it accordingly when you know one movie doesn't work out the way they thought they were going to do, or what have you. But they had an overlying vision of what they're going to do and then dc i think it's just trying to play catch up to marvel so it's like let's just because like they announced i think at comic-con that their flash movie is going to be flash uh flashpoint mm-hmm. which doesn't you, you work as a, a little, first movie you might need a little backstory yeah, before you like get to if all you're going to have for barry allen is his cameo in uh in uh batman v superman and his cameo in uh, Suicide Squad, and then uh, you know, uh, supporting a role supporting role in Justice and Justice League. You're not going to be able to really care about him in Flashpoint, and all Flashpoint and Flashpoint is a very like th- it's Barry Allen's story, but mm-hmm. it's Barry Allen's story because you know who Barry Allen is, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Especially uh, with what happens in Flashpoint, which I love Flashpoint. I own it. I, I've read it a bunch of times. I love Flashpoint, but that's not a first movie. Story to tell, but but you Marvel, don't need an origin movie, but you need to give us a reason to like Flash before you throw us into there. And it just seems like they don't really know what they're doing with their over, like what they're going to eventually do. But Marvel did it so well because when Marvel came out with, and was it two thousand eight when when Iron Man came out? Yes, yeah. And you have this post credit scene. It, the whole movie wasn't building up towards some expanded and universe. No one knew, with the exception of Phil Coulson, who we didn't even know was Phil Coulson at that mm-hmm. time. We just knew, and we, you know, we oh here's a guy from Shield, and he just kind of keeps showing up, and we don't even know that he's from shield until the end of the movie when they kind of tie the whole thing together and that's fine and that's good okay great because they're they're shield and then nick fury walks in mm-hmm. you know and you think like, you're wait. the only one with superpowers you know and so so we have that and then the same year in the hulk movie tony stark comes walking in mm-hmm. and i think that was the first moment when moviegoers went ah they have a direction they're going mm-hmm. here. They're clearly building towards something, and I think people then started paying attention. Well, what's going to happen? And the next one that came out was 
Uh, Thor. Iron Man 2, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I meant the next nod. And at the end of <laughs> Iron Man 2, they have the whole conversation between Tony Stark and Nick Fury where they've got all these screens that are going on in the background. Yeah. Go back and watch that now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see that there's a lot of references to a lot of yes. characters. Wow. Like, you can s- Wakanda is, is mm-hmm. highlighted yep. on a map in the back, which we wouldn't find out about for almost 10 more years. Exactly. And, so and you wonderful. see the, the news footage uh, of the Hulk when, when he's, you know, mm-hmm. at, at Col- is it Culver College? I think so. Uh, we were University. talking about that a couple weeks and, and, ago. And they're setting up this whole big thing, uh, as, as well as Colson. I gotta go. There's something that just came up in the in, the in, in New Mexico, New Mexico, said Nevada. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's that, oh. and then it's Thor's hammer. Yep. And now, so yeah. every single step is taking you further yeah. down the rabbit because hole. Because like Thor, Thor, Iron Man, Iron Man Two, and Hulk all happen at the same time. Right. But they're all separate stories happening happening at different times, quote unquote. But as they're happening, you realize with intentionality yes. that this whole thing is leading somewhere, and you think it's just leading to Avengers, uh, right? But yeah. it, it be, go which so which would be good enough, yes, which yeah. would be good enough. But and then, then you it continues on, and it, it goes into the larger universe and uh, beyond, beyond, beyond. Because now you go, oh wow, that thing that you had turns out that that's an Infinity Stone, dun dun dun. Yeah, and uh, so so you you see along the entire way that there is a goal that they're building towards there is intentionality in, in what they're doing along comes dc and they're like hey we have heroes too let's just all broop, there they all are see them we had them too Ta-da! here's superman and then in our second movie featured superman we're gonna kill him and we're gonna throw in a, a dark side reference because why not because marvel sort out their big bad super uh super alien dude so when you see the dc movies when you saw man of steel do you believe that they knew at that time that they were going to do a justice league movie basically two movies later not no. at all i just all i thought they were going to do is like oh there's a cool reference to bruce wayne because that's cool they they can do it if they want to they own all the characters you, that's all i thought it you was. have no clue and no idea at that time that they're building towards it because it doesn't look like they had a plan from the beginning it looks like they're being reactionary instead of proactive. It doesn't look like they have a vision. It looks like they have a hunger, but no clue on how, how to get it. It's like, mm. you know, trying to watch uh, a pre-human, you know, Neanderthal try to make fire. It's like, oh, you know, smashing two rocks together. And we don't know what's, you know, I don't know how to do this thing. And that's what I, and, and so many of these studios that saw the Marvel, a billion dollars for Avengers, we want that too. So why not? Let's make King Kong and Godzilla live in the same universe. Let's make a mummy movie that nobody wants to see uh. so that we can create a monster universe. Hey, Men in Black meets 21 Jump Street. Why not? And then they start throwing all these things together. And it's like, are you guys, you're ridiculous. It, it's, you don't have a plan. You don't have a plan. They had a plan. And that's why. Every single Marvel movie trailer comes out, you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to see that. Mm -hmm. And every single DC movie trailer comes out, you're like, I've been hurt before. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think it's interesting because my, I think that for me, what I get, what I get disappointed about when I think about DC is like, they, they could easily as well have a plan. And I think is for me, I, it's almost the difference between Marvel taking time to build almost like a relationship or like a loyalty with their fans mm-hmm. s- as opposed to DC doing almost like a cheap trick, like like a quick turnaround. You know, they're, they're yeah. trying to flip something as fast as they can when it's like Marvel has taken the time to craft something, to mm-hmm. craft something beautiful and to to spend years telling a story. And DC can do the same thing. They, they can start it right now and tell a story for 15 years. Sure. Why not? Why not? But they, they want it now. I feel the same mm-hmm. way when I see a DC movie can't come out as I see when I see a fidget spinner at the checkout line yeah. at Walgreens. Oh yes. Gosh. Ex- exactly. 
Well, what, what I think about with DC, and I know I've mentioned this before when we talked about Suicide Squad, is that they're trying to build a skyscraper on the sand. Yes. Mm. Like, Marvel took the time to lay that foundation to give you a, a, a look into the characters' lives, having build-up movies and having, having it woven together, while DC is just kind of trying to throw things together, trying to play catch-up to build this big, beautiful skyscraper that they're totally capable of and able to make because they have great stories they have great characters but they're trying to play catch up so quickly with marvel that they're they're missing the point of why we love marvel so much yeah, why we're more than happy to to go to the midnight premiere for a a, a second string superhero mm-hmm. and why no one gets up and leaves at the end of mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. exactly. i still don't get why people do that they just might not care because wonder woman comes along and screws it up for everybody Huh. Come on, we can't. Don't give us a post-credit well, no, sequence. Even pre Wonder Woman, I've no, seen I don't understand why people do. I, we uh, watch people get up, and I'm like, Are you? Have you never done this before? Right. Or you are you new to this? You either don't care, or you don't know. Either way, I'm sitting right I here. I mean, not even Ant you know. Man gave us a post-credit sequence. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Yeah. what was Ant Man's? When the Wasp got hurt. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, and now Marvel's doing multiple. Yeah. It's like we're not yeah. just gonna do one. We're gonna do one that builds a universe and one just for this movie. Now, what's gonna be interesting because the announcement, and in fact, Neff, you Neff News broke this, although we didn't post it. Neff, you were the first one to tell me about this that Captain Marvel takes place as a prequel to Iron Man. Yeah, it's in the nineties. It takes wow. place in the nineties. That's cool. Yes. So, what's gonna be interesting is how they set the stage there because now they're moving into a ground to which they didn't have intentionality, um, unless. We go into this thing, and all of a sudden, they got stuff that they're showing in this movie, and it shows that they've tied mm. the whole thing back that way. Oh, they can gorgeous. do that. I mean, they said, and, and I don't care if they retcon it. I don't care if they say that the little kid in the Iron Man mask and Iron Man 2 at the Stark, uh, Stark yeah, Expo, I was Expo say. was actually Peter Parker. I'll take that. Why not? I think that's what they're saying. They're but they are like saying it. that. Yeah. Saying, you got to restore credit yeah. with me. Why not retcon the heck out of that yeah, thing? There's I don't no even way care. that was intentionally Peter Parker. So it, 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 Go ahead now. They could bring back uh, Phil Coulson. Into the <laughs> they could bring the back universe. Phil Coulson. Especially since uh, the they could. The I was saying since... Uh, uh, Joss Whedon hop ships over to DC. They can do whatever they want with Phil Coulson now. But I don't even think about him. Yeah, being Phil in, Coulson uh, can be Shield. back. In, in he can be like entry level Shield. He can be level one. Yeah, it's <laughs> his first day at Shield. You're gonna have to use some of that Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume Two, Kurt uh, Kurt ne- Russell, ne- uh, uh, yeah, youthal- euthanizer on. Wait, euthanizer is the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> euthanizer. <laughs> they already euthanized him in Avengers. Don't forget your lanyard. Then he went to Tahiti. What? Tahiti. 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 Uh. Here's a magical place. (laughs) Um, But no, but I I, like. I think that's one of the cool things uh, about the way that that Marvel has done it is because they really have set up something, and I believe that they're doing that. Everybody else, it seems like a quick cash grab. Even one of the things that I love about Marvel movies and and everything, even their TV shows, Mm -hmm. the Netflix series, a lot of like. They'll, they'll reference the movies a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and even definitely cool. Angels of Shield. Even yes. down, even down to the series, like the Netflix series, like it's it still feels like it's building on the universe, even though it's its own thing and its yeah. own side thing. Just the little references level. that they yeah, do. That, like I remember in Daredevil season one, you, there you are in the newspaper office, and they have the the newspapers on the wall of oh, the, the Battle, Battle of New York. York. Yes. And, like, and then the guy selling the DVD. Like, I got Hulk, oh, I got Thor, I got Iron Man. The yeah. event. Yeah. So yeah. The, and that that is kind of cool that they ha- they have that. But I think that um the the way the what really hooked me in Stephen, you said it was in Agents of Shield when they tied the whole Winter Soldier mm-hmm. uh, and Thor, but but more more Winter Soldier yes. when, when they 
they took the whole thing from Winter Soldier and it was like Shield is Hydra, <gasps> and then the whole show oh. changed yep. after that. It yep. was nice. and it happened. It was like that movie came out Friday and then Tuesday, mm-hmm. the the whole show changed. So if you hadn't seen the movie over the weekend, spoiler, spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! So t- how far have you guys gotten into Shield? Agent season two, episode I one. I stopped watching. <laughs> That's it. where I season stopped. Season yeah. one, not so because it was bad. Three. I just got I got okay because ca- a whole bunch of stuff happens in four. I know. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming I can't because it. I said something and you made a face. I can't watch shows that are an hour well, long because my wife so. falls asleep in them and then I can't. She won't let me watch without her. I can't watch shows an hour long because then I fall asleep. Yeah, and so yeah. Meanwhile, I been. Because <laughs> I don't get to watch them. We need to start watching them earlier, but, you know, my, my Netflix queue perishes for lack of vision. I, I usually start watching a show at about 11.45 at night, so I don't make, that's why it's like Office, because I can watch 20 minutes and be fun. It, it's yeah. nice yeah. to be young. It's, nice. <laughs> it's um, nice to be young. Unless, it is. unless they're 10 episode seasons, I'm not going to binge watch an uh, hour long show. For like. You can try. Nope, I still nope. do it. Nope, I don't, nope. I don't you can do try. that. I, I mean, do we watched. I did. Seasons. I did watch oh, like two at a time. I watched yeah. all of um, Castlevania in one morning. Those four episodes. Yeah. Though, right? Don't recommend Castlevania. Not <laughs> good or not appropriate. Dracula, very likable character. The villain of the show is the church. So if oh. you're a fan of oh. God or the cross or anything like that, you're probably going to be very uncomfortable with Castlevania. Aww. Uncomfortable? Cause, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, they, they pull no punches in villainizing wow. uh, the, the church. Dang. And it, it's not even like, oh, look, an evil pope. It's like every single priest is like a murderer, lying, thief, awful, terrible oh person. Gosh. It's, That's it's fun. really bad. Don't remember that part of the video game. Really bad. I feel like if they could get past that part, the Dracula was really good. The Trevor Belmont was really good. It's Thor and Oakenshield is Trevor Belmont. Oh! Yeah. But the rest of the show, very, very uncomfortable. If you're a Christian, I would give a good pass on Castlevania. Yeah, yeah so. I haven't even... So speaking of, of, of having a, a plan and being prepared and having like a, a clear vision for things, if I was to ask you right now, I, I don't know if this is a very stressful thing for you. When I, was, when I was your age, when I was a younger person, this was an extremely stressful question for me, is what is God's will for your life? Ugh. Have you ever had to like face that one down? I'm still facing that one. I feel very blessed to have known what it is that God wants me to do, or at least have an idea. How um, do you know? How do you know what God wants you to do? I can answer that, but I don't know. If no, <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the words because, like, I don't want to say it's a feeling because it's more than a feeling. It's like when when you're doing the thing that. God wants you to do. There's this sense of yeah, uh, purpose. Like you're 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 fulfilling like a purpose, and it's not that I'm finding my fulfillment in this thing. It's yeah. help me out, EJ. I mean, <laughs> I was uh, like, I'm trying to think of the words because I've never had to explain it before. I mean, for for me, the only way to explain it is just it's something that won't let me go. Hmm. Um, like legit, it just it doesn't let me go. I I've put it down. It, it doesn't let me go. I know the word like haunting is not an appropriate word, but like it's just something that it does it's like not. A drive. Yeah, it just doesn't. I can try to quit it. I could try to put it down, but it just. I think about it. If I'm not doing this particular thing, I feel like like I'm missing out on purpose. Like on on my purpose. It's almost like you understand because of this thing. Because it taught like it. You think about it constantly, and it's almost like you know it. You understand it to be what purpose is, and I think everybody has their own purpose. But it, what what is your purpose? What, what if I if I was going to ask you, what is God's will for your life? For me, sure. To bring 
to bring the glory of Christ through my artwork worldwide um, and to have any opportunity on a worldwide scale to share my testimony and, and God, God's love through my artwork. That's what my purpose is. What's God's will for your life now? It's a stressful question, so that don't you don't have to answer it as cavalierly as uh, as EJ did. <laughs> what is his will? Mm-hmm. Uh, to do music ministry, whether it be making music or being a worship pastor, just bringing worship, like leading people into that spirit. And I know because. Um, like Jackie said, using the word feeling is a, is a weird thing, but there's almost like this, not something that I'm chasing after, but like I've never felt as right um, when I'm worshiping, like then when I'm worshiping or in the middle of worship or praising God through music. That's That's when I feel like it's what I was meant to do because... God has put me in that position, and and I see it being built up around me too. How so? I've been getting a lot more uh, opportunities to help with worship and, and lead worship and 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 put together worship teams, and and it's really exciting to get that. And new people are being are being placed in my life who are excited about it, and I've talked to them about it, and it's it's kind of cool seeing how God puts it on your heart to do something and then you're wondering how and then he, he gives you the pieces to get to that point so what's your favorite comic book my favorite comic book favorite comic book character Green Lantern explain to me why I should like Green Lantern I don't like Green Lantern I want you to tell me about Green Lantern just what, what why should I like Green Lantern sell me on it Green Lantern is one of the best flawed characters of all time what do you mean by that uh, he's both cocky and yet he has to overcome his... Are we, which we're going to are we referring to? Hal Jordan. Okay, so Hal Jordan. He has to overcome his own flaws, like his fear, to protect the ones that he loves, including the entire Earth. And that's one, of, that's one thing that makes him a timeless character and one that has survived 75 years. You read a lot of Green Lantern? I do. What, what was the last time you... What was the last Green Lantern book you read? Oof. It was a prelude to something. It was like dark. It was called like Dark Days or something like that. When did you read that? Uh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> so you keep up on Green Lantern? Yeah. Well, he's, it's 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 a story leading into a DC big story arc. Did you read the big story arc? It's coming up. It's DC. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's still. So it's current. It's DC Metal. Okay. This okay. was called. Oh, you t- tweeted or something like that. This you said was you're called excited the about casting. Okay. So aside from Hal Jordan, who's like who's the best Green Lantern? Tell me why. Kyle Rayner. Why? Because he has. He's one of those characters where he's only flawed in how like he goes about things. Uh, from reading his his original stuff from like his first run as Green Lantern, he he was cocky, but then reading his later stuff, um, he's become he's grown like because he started off very young, and so he's grown into this character where he's become a White Lantern because he's been able to uh, develop his feelings. A White Lantern. White Lantern, which has control, it, it's basically the life, uh, the 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 life bringing ring, and he only got he, the only reason why he's the only White Lantern is because uh, he's mastered all the other emotions in the emotional spectrum, which would be uh, the violet light of love, red light of 
uh, hate or rage, uh, the green light of um, will, uh, indigo for compassion, blue for hope, uh, yellow or yellow for fear, and orange for avarice, and even black, which is death. I remember I read Blackest Night. Yes. And I think that's the first time I've ever gotten the title right. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, Neff made me read Blackest Night a while it's back. Favorite, it's my favorite comic book of all time. Cool. What instrument do you play? Uh, like which, like, like full on? Yeah. What instrument do you play? Uh, I guess guitar is the only one like I, I play. Would you consider yourself an accomplished guitarist? No. Have you ever had any vocal training? When I was younger, but like not. What's your qualification to be like a worship leader? Does anybody notice the difference of confidence when he's speaking about Green Lantern versus when he's speaking about the thing that he says is God's will for his life? Like the, I'm, I, I, that was an intentional setup. Okay, but no, that's like, real. That's real. But that, but I'm just saying, like we're talking about the thing that, like you just said, you were sure that is God's will for your life. And you spoke about it with such trepidation. It was like you were trying to order off a menu in a foreign country to where you don't know the language or you don't hold the currency. Right. And and it was like, uh, well, and I'm kind of getting – like, I know you fairly well. I, we're, we're pretty close. And you're talking about, like, leading worship teams and doing all these kind of things. But I'm not actually seeing that momentum and that stuff materialize in your life. I hear you speak with such passion about so many different things. Like, you're so enthusiastic. You are one of the greatest lovers of life and most charismatic and passionate people. Like, it, w when people are around you, they get swept up in the excitement of whatever you're all about, man. Like, you came over to my house and said, hey, man, can I come clean your pool? And I'm like, yeah, and we're out cleaning my pool. And we go and we play video games together. We had a great time. But you're talking about the thing that's, like, the number one, like, call of your life. And you're talking about it, like, with such little, you know, passion and enthusiasm that, like, I just, I'm raising my eyebrow going, are you sure? Are you sure? If you were telling me, instead of leading worship, if you were telling me I'm in love with this girl, I'm going to marry her, and you were speaking about her in the uh, same way that you were speaking about leading worship, I would probably have a private conversation with you and say, you really ought to think about that before you put a ring on it. Because I'm not convinced. And and I, I think that sometimes passion or vision or desire that doesn't have clarity and, uh, and, and com conviction it doesn't. It, it can't motivate us anymore. Remember, uh, in in the Bible, Abraham, Abram's father uh, Terah was was on a journey, and he ended up stopping halfway. How many times in our lives do we set out with the most noble intentions of reaching the spires of Mount Doom, and we we stop and we just stay in Rivendell? You know, we don't go any further because we find a place where we're comfortable, and we can still see the spires, and maybe someday we'll get there. But for now, it's just way more comfortable here with the elves. Mm -hmm. And I, I challenge you with that. And it probably could have been anybody else around this table. It just happened to be you <laughs> this time. Um, if it really is, like if it's God's will for your life, bro, there shouldn't be anything else. Uh, and that, that even comes close to, to, to like, that is my thing. Like, this is what I'm going to pour myself into. This is what I really, really want. This has actually been something that EJ has challenged me on because here we are in this podcast we're a week away from celebrating our two-year anniversary wow. wow um and and i'll i'll scale it back if you think i'm throwing rocks at you buddy guess what i'm under the boulders myself um and and i'm going well how how much further along could we be could we have been in two years 
uh, as far as reaching people with this thing, which I believe is a God-given ministry, Amen. A, a real a real thing mm-hmm. that I look back at, at my own mission statement and say, this is not designed to be an entertaining podcast where we talk about movie trailers and video games and things like that. This is designed to be a missionary endeavor to reach an unreached people group, which is the, the nerdy Comic-Con video game trade paperback reading mm-hmm. uh, collectible card game playing uh, people that that that, do, that nobody speaks their language and I believe that God has equipped me to be able to to, to sort of a, a ambassador to be able to I, I have one hand on, on the Bible and, and one hand on uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and be able to kind of reach across that, that chasm. Why have I not put the effort, so I'm speaking from my own conviction why have I not put that effort? I've been in youth ministry for 22 years and I'm not as far. I'm not 22 years down the road like to where I should be. After that, that I, I see that my my days where I could have been most effective are probably behind me. That's a hard thing. And I wonder, like, if I would have had the enthusiasm for the for God's will for my life, like I've had for other things, would I be further along in that? At what point are you going to make music and learning the craft? That goes along with the ministry. At what point are you going to put the effort into that that you put into the other stuff? Because until we can answer that question, we don't. Why should God honor your desire yeah. if you don't honor His call? Please receive this in love. Anybody no, who's listening good. to this show right now that thinks I'm picking on never or no, putting them on good. blast, that is good. This is because for me, I want to see you be a success because you are a top shelf. Triple A gold star young man. Stephen, the same thing <laughs> says for you. If we went to Stephen, he would tell you he wants to work in film and he wants to tell stories through visual media and he and he wants to be a leader of people. Stephen, you should have had my job five years ago. <laughs> I'm not joking with you, man. You're smiling. I'm not smiling. Mm-hmm. You're smarter than I am. You're more talented than I am. And you and and way sooner you you have reached where you've reached way quicker than it than than it took me to reach where where you've reached. Uh, so, bro, why haven't you lapped me yet? You know what I mean? Take the governor off. Jackie, whatever it is that's your will, if it's teaching kids music and, and poor Jessica's like, please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if, if what is God's will for our lives? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Like, let's really nail it down. Let's get some vision and then let's start putting some legs on it. Mm-hmm. Because why should we? Why should we just kind of meander about in, I don't want to say mediocrity, because there's no mediocre people in this room. Mm-hmm. No. Man, this kid, Nick, is sitting over here. He's quiet, and he, and he doesn't, he's not flashy. But, man, this guy does great things. Mm-hmm. He's off everyone's radar, but he does good stuff, man. We got youth pastors coming here in a couple weeks for a big conference from all across the state. And I can't wait for them to meet him, because if he <laughs> can help them to do some of the things in their youth room, the way that he's helped us do mm. some things with lights and presentation and stuff like that, he's going to change a lot of ministries. He's going to bless a lot of pastors with what he knows how to do. That's excellent, dude. That's gold star stuff. So don't waste your time, man. Like, take that good thing and and run with it, dude. Like, do something with it. Because I think God's going to hold us more accountable for the things that we don't do than for the things that we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're all like, well, God, I did this wrong. God's like... I, at this point, you're saved. What's wrong is covered under the blood. Yes. Now I'm, I'm now I'm going to hold you accountable for what you didn't do with the gospel. What you didn't do with. Uh, so I'm on a rant. <laughs> I'm just blowing up here. Um, but so so the question then remains: What is God's will for your life, and are you living it? 
I mean, I, I mean, for me personally, I'm in school. I'm going for the for the thing that I want to do. I want to teach. Uh, I want to teach music. I want to teach high school band specifically. Um, and I'm in school for it. I'm, I'm doing the legwork. I'm going to the classes. Bless God, I'm taking six classes this semester. <laughs> and like there, there's a lot of work that goes to it. And I sometimes have to catch myself and be like, okay, well, I really need to put the Netflix down and pick up my French horn so I can practice. So that way I'm successful as a musician because I can't expect to be a successful teacher of music if I am not succeeding at my own instrument. Mm. Um, and there are times where I, I will struggle with, well, I really want to relax and I want to just not do anything. But <laughs> hey, can you guys relate to that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And there's there's time for rest. I mean, there trust, is. there's time for rest, but you know, then there's overexerting that work. rest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's as as a well, young adult, well put. as a young adult, I am learning to um, get that under control. <laughs> Because I have freedom now. I'm able, my mom's not on my back saying, hey, you need to do this, this, and this. Now it's like, well, I got to tell myself to do these things. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I have to be responsible. I have to do my own time management. I have to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And and that's hard. It, yeah. it, it, that's, it, not, that's not a freebie. Mm-hmm. Like, grown-ups struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's... It's good. Jessica? Yes? You're, you're probably the smartest person in this room. Uh, you uh, uh, you stay quiet, but um, but you've got a lot of history. You're a very passionate person. Where are you going? What are you doing? What's the, what's yeah. your what's your story looking forward? Because forgive me, mm-hmm. but you're you're not going to be wearing that you know daycare center worker shirt forever, are you? I'm working on some things on that. Okay. Um. You don't have okay. to say anything that's going to get you in trouble with your employer. No. She doesn't no. listen. <laughs> no. Um, no, but um, all my life, I, you know, growing up, I wanted to be a teacher. And that's where mm-hmm. I am now, sort of. Not like in a school teacher, but, you know, I get to teach kids. Um, right now, I have fourth and fifth graders. And during the school year, I was in three-year-olds. And I found out that in this, this coming school year, I'll be teaching BPK. Which is preschool. Yeah. Pre- Voluntary before. pre-kindergarten. Yes. So it's getting them ready for kindergarten. Um, so I am now finally finishing up. I'm waiting for the results of my introductory, the DCF mandated stuff. And I'm also working on my CDA. So once that's all done and I get all that situated, then I can finally get my CDA, which is a national credential. Um, after that, I can get my staff credential and then take one college course. And then I can have my director credential by the end of the spring semester next year. So, that's, so you're, you're that's on, a, you're on a, a, a pass. So you're gunning <laughs> for your boss's job. <laughs> so no, th- I was so gonna ask. My boss is our friend. I mean, so, so you better not hope she's listening. You go for like, like a six director, so <laughs> yeah. But so you can like carry a, that anywhere. I mean, that yeah. that, that, okay. that counts. Yeah. So 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 it, is that God's will for you is to educate yeah, and to nurture? Ask. I mean, I think so because I mean, I'll for, in all forgiveness, church. I don't see you as a nurturer. <laughs> You'd be surprised though. I, I guess I would. I'm I'm tough, but um, I don't know. I I get a lot of compliments. Like I had compliments yesterday from a parent, and then today from one of my students' parents. So. Because it's not only just education. Like I'm teaching, like I I'm, I teach my students how to play chess and you know things like that. Like you're building relationship with them. You're yeah. you're you're not just teaching them. You're also kind of I don't want to say you're being a parent to them, but like you're you're engaging in them on an emotional level more than just hey I'm your yeah. teacher. Shut up and sit well, down. Well, how many people around this table can look back in their lives and say I had an excellent teacher that that put something into my heart Dude, into my yes. mind that yeah. that made me a better person? Yeah. yeah. Maybe not all of them, 
but certainly, you know, that an excellent teacher is is. I mean, that's that's a huge thing for a kid. Her yeah. name is Miss Mayfield. Miss Mayfield, if you are listening, I love you. <laughs> Ninth grade English, I love you. Miss awesome. Young, eleventh grade world history. <laughs> Mrs. Roberts, eighth grade language arts. Hey. Mr. Chad. Butler, Mr. Slava, my band directors. Hey. <laughs> Shout out. Miss Tuttle, I had her ninth, eleventh, and twelfth grade. I thought you were homeschooled. No. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Tuttle was his next door neighbor. <laughs> Mrs. Tuttle was what his mom made him call her. I love the last for, name's Tuttle. For sophomore yeah. year, it was just Bob. <laughs> it's actually Turtle, but he has a speech impediment. <laughs> I like Tuttle. It's whatever. <laughs> no, I, and I was blessed with a lot of great teachers yeah. growing up from, from kindergarten all the way into high school. So, When did you decide you wanted to be a teacher? When I was like six. That's, I mean, really? that's awesome. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not like, I want to do, I want to be a marine biologist. I want to be a rock star. <laughs> for the longest time, I, I know you want to be an artist. She's like yeah, that song from the Muppet. Be, well, I want to be a movie I mean, star. I wanted to be everything. And I want to learn to drive. Like, I could never make up my mind. But the you one thing that I was came back to was was teaching. You just couldn't decide like what you wanted to teach. Yeah, like sometimes it would be history. Sometimes it would be like, oh, I want to go to biology. Sailing away. Jessica's actually talking, you guys. Please forgive me. Sorry. Tony and I had a moment. I had a like. I think I had like an art teacher who was mean, a math teacher that was mean, and a physics teacher that was mean, and that was like it. Like all the other teachers. This is in Massachusetts. Massachusetts and Florida. Let me tell you, the worst teacher I ever had in my life was when I lived in Massachusetts. She was a terrible person. I'm just she was. David Talavera. You get up to the front of the class and you do your ABCs. That's not that's Boston. Not Boston. That's not Boston. <laughs> no, that's not yeah. Wisconsin. That's bad New York. <laughs> that's true. When she I moved was from in, New York to when, Boston. Yeah. When I was in I Massachusetts, a suburb I went to school at PS 192 in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very long train ride. Long train ride. Nev, when was the moment that it sparked in your mind that, that worship was a passion for you? Yeah. You have to remember it. There was, It was when I was on the worship team when I first was on the worship team back when I was still in like high school mm-hmm. and I remember we were in the middle of worship and I remember we just kept singing over and over and over again for a very very long amount of time as worship goes yeah and I don't know there was a point where like something like changed it's gonna sound so cheesy. Something changed in the atmosphere of like the whole place. Sure. And it was like a sensation that I like never ever felt before. Hmm. And it was like one of those moments where I like had like this click in my head where I was like, I need to do this. Like I need I need others to feel this. I like people need to know what this feels like. That's the same feeling that I was 13 when I walked out of youth group for my first time, and I said I'm gonna do this. Like I walked out of there feeling like as more loved and more accepted and and more like complete at 13 years old than I'd ever felt in my entire life. You know, I didn't grow up in church. Mm-hmm. And when I walked out, I said, I, I'm going to I want to do that. I want other people to be able to experience what I just experienced. Mm-hmm. Do that dead shot. I'm, I'm going to get you there. Do the what? Nothing. Never mind. OK, so <laughs> so that was it for me. Like, like I remember that that click in that moment. EJ. For me, it was the first time um, I had entered this contest at school to draw like um, it was a, like a logo. And I remember out of a lot of students, I got picked. It was ninth grade high school. And so it was like a big deal. It was a pep rally. And they'd said my name over the speaker. They asked Ooh, me to come down. Nice. And big I just time. remember being like, 
this is crazy. And of course, then, I mean, I'll be honest, it wasn't this moment where I was like, yeah, like I'm going to draw logos and designs for God. It, it was just this moment where I was like, whoa, like my art, my art put me in this position to be in front of my entire school right now. Mm. Like this, there's something w with this. It, it was, it was like a spark for you. And then it just kind of grew into something yeah. like there was things that added on to it in time, but like it was that initial like catalyst yeah. reaction that got you going. Cause it, it helped me understand that I, I, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, you know, just to be honest, I mean, I, I didn't need to be what my, what my friends were, were going to be or what they wanted mm. to be yeah. like, whether it was a veterinarian or an architect or this or that, you know, I know it sounds cheesy, but like I knew that my art had a voice. I just didn't know. Well, what that's it was. not cheesy at all, because even now that now you're outside of that school element and you are in with a peer group of other actual artists. Yeah. And you're you're not trying to be like them. True. I mm -hmm. mean, there's things that you can learn and there's things that you can be, be improve on your technique and on just the marketing and the business of it but you're not trying you're not paying your bills by trying to be somebody else true. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be true to you and I, I think that's one of the most excellent things and and one of the hardest things to get past is when you want to be something jessica as a teacher is teaching her third graders how to play chess uh, that's a unique reflection of who she is uh, yeah. a really stone cold hard intellectual nerdy person um <laughs> and, and and as neff leads worship He's not going to do it. He's. I don't need Neff to be Chris Tomlin. You know, I don't need Neff to be. Uh, you know, Christian Stanfield. I, I, Neff is going to bring something that's uniquely Neff to to that atmosphere, to that environment. Um, you know, and Stephen does his video filming and, and the storytelling that he he does through that. He's going to be be very much Stephen, or at the very least, um, kind of you know, like a watered down version of me. Uh, <laughs> But that's the thing that, that makes us unique, and, that, and and I think even that's part of the problem with, with, with churches now is that churches, uh, where for history the church used to be at the cutting edge of innovation, yeah. and, and now we're the, we're the DC universe. I know. This is, yeah. We're like, we're going, we're playing what, catch are the, up. We're, what are they yeah. doing over there? We should be like that. You know, let's be like that. Let's do that real quick. I'm looking and, at you, Christian. And that's so many times. That's why people come yep. into the church world and they feel yep. like it's just, uh, you know, dollar store knockoff fidget mm -hmm. spinner of the, the version of the, the world. The $10 one. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, we're, we're just trying to be like, Hey, they look cool wearing this. So we're going to wear long t-shirts, tight pants, do this with a weird thing with our hair oh and uh, beards. We can do that. EJ, you know? EJ like Jesus had a beard. What? You know, EJ and I have had, had a full conversation about how Christian hip hop is like that, yes. where it's like they're playing catch up, even though all like the secular rap is like the forefront. Mm hmm. Christian rap is like a decade behind yeah. Yeah. in its sound and and, yes. and where it's at and so like like I, I found like new rappers who actually sound like like the the secular rap not like trying to sound like them but like right. who are at that forefront who, mm -hmm. who know what's going on or at on. an innovative front like, right but you guys well, I think remember back even it was 10, 10 12 years ago when KJ52 came out yeah. and it's like oh everyone's oh he's just trying to sound like yes. the Eminem you know yeah. and and so even when the, the when the church sees something that looks good and they have the ability to emulate it they just like kind of cut and paste and, yeah. and look at us we're just like them you guys mm -hmm. and, and we're like the the bag cereal we're like the malto meal fruit loops yep. that mm -hmm. it, not really fooling anybody and i think that's a shame because like we are literally ambassadors of the, cr the the creative force behind the universe 
and we become so homogenized because we just live in this echo chamber of trying to copy the world and then trying to copy each other. Well, how's that church doing it? Oh, well, let's look at their website. Well, let's see. Let's live stream their services yep. and see what they're doing. Well, let's do our service like that instead of like, what's the passion that God's put in your heart? What's the vision that God has put in yeah. you? Because because you know what? If if David tried to just be another Moses. If 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 he just went and if Moses just tried to be another Abraham, they wouldn't have their stories. You know, God is telling something different through each. I need a shepherd here that can lead my people to, to freedom. You know, I need a shepherd here that can rule my people and be a kingdom. I need a shepherd here that can lay down his life on a cross and pay for the sins of men. You know, like God starts with all these same things, but he doesn't end in the same places for them. He tells a, a different, beautiful story through through each of their different lives. And I think that sometimes that spark and that moment that we have, that whatever that, that genesis in our hearts is of, of, the, of who God has called us to be, we allow it to, I don't know, get sidetracked or become just kind of like, well, it's like paying, I'm gonna use the example of paying your tithes. Like with a lot of Christians, paying our tithes seems to be like the least urgent thing because they're not going to turn our lights off if we don't pay our tithes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But they're going to turn our lights off if we don't pay the power bill. So we got which Dude, I got a $400 power bill this month. Ooh. That sucks. Because it's so hot? Because it's, yeah, it's so hot. sucks. $400, man. That's, a, that's, that's like, stupid. That's a hot toy and a half. Yeah. Dang it, man. I love how your mind works. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, man, that's a brand new car. That's $26,000. That's like 17 and a half tots. Dude, that is 200 Chick-fil-A number one meals with no pickles. Oh, my it's gosh. Like, it's like on The Office when Kevin can do perfect math, but only when you relate it to pies. Oh, my right. gosh. So, so um, I'm thinking, like, okay, we have this moment in our lives where, where God creates this this you know, this call and this urgency, but we minimize it because the things of the world just seem to be too pressing. Yeah. Stephen, I'll be honest with you, dude. Like you spend a lot more time and, and care and concern um, pursuing a, a forgive me a job you don't even like than doing something that you're truly passionate about, man. I mean that's that's crazy. Um, you know we and 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 we spend so much time and effort and energy and resources doing mm -hmm. all these other things. But if God made us a promise that and and he he says it, man, in Philippians one that that he who began a good work in us will will carry it on to completion till the day of Christ Jesus. And I know that I don't want to take that out of context, but if God put that spark of inspiration in your heart, then follow that thing, man. Go kill your lion, go kill your bear, and know that there's a giant out there that that doesn't even know he's supposed to be afraid of you yet. You ever get a Benaniah reference? Uh, uh, Amen. Uh, I was making a David reference. Yeah. Oh. But see, that's the thing about you talk about Benaniah. Benaniah yeah. was one of David's mighty men. Mm. See, this is the deal, dude. David did all these things in his own life, and when he did them, he empowered the people that came behind them to do them like they were just average, ordinary, everyday things. Mm. He killed a, he killed Goliath because it was like the right thing to do, and it was a huge, huge story. But like a book later. All his crew, dude, they killed four giants in like mm -hmm. one chapter. One of them was Goliath's brother. You know, they didn't even, like when you when you live your life and you let your light shine, not to misquote Nelson Mandela or whatever, but you <laughs> do, you give people around you permission to do the same thing. And uh and that's a that's a pretty awesome thing. God has put these things in our hearts yeah. uh, and, and we are we're responsible to do them. Yeah, I, I think for me like it got to a point where I knew it got to a point where I knew fear was what what was keeping me back, and kind of going, you know, trying to segue as best as I can off of what Tony was saying. 
It's like when you know it's fear and you know that it's of God, like that's a serious conversation that, mm -hmm. that you have to have with God mm -hmm. because God's looking at you dead in the face and he's saying, I, you know that you're not doing this because of fear. Yeah. Where, where are we at? I mean, that's <laughs> where's a serious, your faith? Where's your that's faith? That's a serious yeah. conversation to be looking at your father's face and just not trying to get deep, but like my, you know, I didn't really have a good relationship with my dad. So, I mean, when I think about God, I, I, I personify him. I think about him like, like a father. So, I mean, I didn't have these kind of convos with my, my physical father, but God does present himself in this way to me in, in my quiet time and my prayer life. And it came to a place where I was like, I'm scared. That is why I'm not taking this next step. And that just, there's no faith in that. That, that is the opposite, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so when that happened, I couldn't live with that. It was almost like this conviction or this, this understanding, this knowing that I'm not doing the will of God. And I mean that we can get real deep about that in regards to like, you know, sin and, you know, understanding that you you are not living in the will of God. And Dude, and I don't want to ever be like the Laodiceans where it's like you have left your first love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it just it got to a place where I would wake up every day and I was just confronted with it understanding that I wasn't doing the will of God. I mean that I'm 33 just to put my my age out there. My 20s from 25 to 30, that's what it was. And I'm, that might sound crazy, but it was every day waking up, understanding that I am not living my life in the will of God. Like I knew it and I had to make that decision to jump out on faith. And for somebody, everybody is different. You know, whether it's you're working your full-time job, you come home and you activate and you do what you need to do after you work, or it's going from a full-time to a part-time and using the extra time that you have to dedicate to Christ. It, everybody's story is different, but if you're not activating because you're in fear, that's a, that's a big deal. Like that's a big deal. And, and sometimes, you know, you got to get past that fear. And I yeah. agree with what you yeah. said. You have to see past that fear to faith. I love Indiana Jones and the last crusade. Mm -hmm. Yes. When he stands in the temple of the grail mm -hmm. and he's got to make that leap of faith and he can't see it. But it's there. Mm -hmm. And and what he jumps out onto will actually hold him and support him, although he couldn't see it. Wow. One of my favorite moments. One mm -hmm. of my favorite moments in any movie ever, period. <laughs> bar none. It's really good. I love it. I love it. And and I think that we do have to take that first step. Yeah. But I think that we also have to formulate, we have to have a plan. Because yes. we, we're accountable with, the, I think about Nehemiah. Nehemiah became aware that there was a need. But then Nehemiah went into planning mode and said, okay, mm -hmm. what resources do I have? What resources do I need? Hey, king, can you hook me up with some wood because I got to go this? Hey, crew, let me get you down here. Oh, there's some haters and they're going to come try to kill us? All right, we're working back to back now so that when they come, we got one guy working while the other guy defends him. Amen. We, we've got to have a plan. And this goes back to the whole setup of this show. And again, I'm sorry, Stephen, that I had to make an example out of you tonight. I'm used to it. But Stephen went into it knowing like kind of what we were doing, but not knowing where he was going. And he kept looking over to me like, what do I do now? Cause, cause Steven didn't have a plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It wasn't his fault. He wasn't, he's, you're not held accountable for that because I didn't tell you <laughs> to have a plan. If I, if I told you I wasn't going to be here and you had to do this, I'm sure you would have had a plan. But in that moment you didn't, but that was only there to illustrate. It doesn't matter your passion. If you don't have a plan Mm -hmm. you, you you what do they, what do they say if you if you fail to plan you plan to fail, fail. that's yeah. it 
So, so no matter how you would have done, you had no idea where this episode was going to go because you didn't have the plan. You didn't have the program. Nehemiah saw past that, and he was able to overcome. He was able to build that wall, and he built it quick, man, because people had a mind to work. What you were just talking about, EJ, reminds me of something that Rick Warren said, which I, I, I love this, but he gives this six-stage process of walking out God's will, of following the dream that God gives you. He says, stage one, God gives you a dream. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have we been there? Yes. Amen. Yeah, just even around this table Step tonight. Step one, complete. Step one, check. <laughs> check. Step two, you decide to go after the dream. All right. Yep. Are we there? Check, check. Step three. Jackie's only one that checks. <laughs> <laughs> Double check. check. Step three, your dream is delayed. Oh, uh, yeah, check. Check. Mm. Check. Okay. Step four, your dream encounters difficulties. Check. 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 You can't check step four if you didn't check step two. <laughs> uh, well, everyone else did. Check five. Step five, your dream hits a dead end. Hmm. Mm, what's Okay, difference between delayed and dead end. Listen, this thing. It, it, what is delayed? You've hit what traffic stops? or you've completely, like, there's no more road. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Delayed means you hit traffic. Encounter difficulty means there's no more road. Yep. Dead end means your car is blown up. Oh, that hasn't happened. Listen, Check. so he goes, he goes, God gives you a dream. You decide to go after the dream. Your dream is delayed. Your dream encounters difficulties. Your dream hits a dead end. God delivers your dream. I'm waiting for mm. the last one. Then. Because you, th- it's only to the ones that keep going when, when impossible is the only thing left on the menu. Wow. Mm. Because that's where it's not you anymore. That's where it, it's 100% him. You have to, yes, you have to have that desire, and you've got to walk it out. You've got to fight that lion, and you've got to fight that bear, but you have to know that when the time comes, he will deliver the giant into your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. Take delight in the Lord, Psalm says, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's an if-then, which means it's a, it's a, it's a logic promise. It's, yeah. a, it's an if-then statement. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your your heart. And, and I just want to encourage you guys around this table because I know and I love each of you very much. And, and everybody who's listening out there, thank you so much for staying with us through <laughs> through my rant and through Steven's <laughs> incoherence and whatever else has gotten us to this point. But, uh, and through my being mean to Neff. Neff, I love you, man. Everybody looked at me. Hat, it was really weird. I love you, Neff. <laughs> Idris Elba. Mm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now Neff's in a good mood. Brings it back to life. And it's, we're done. It's his magic word. Um, I, I just want to encourage you guys with this. You were created for a purpose. You were created for a purpose. And if you don't, and I think that's one of the biggest problems of our generation is that we, we, there ain't no money, ain't no jobs. We don't got no, we got no hope. We got no idea of where we're going to be going. Uh, in the future, we don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. We don't know what the world is going to look like. And all the things that the world has told us, this is what you should be pursuing. Man, those wells are drying up quick. This is God's promise to you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand so that we can walk in them. And that is his promise to us. He didn't make you like the things that my wife buys from the As Seen on TV aisle, where it's like, I'm going to buy this handy-dandy appliance that'll scramble an egg while it's still inside its shell, and then it sits in our cabinet, and she never, ever uses it because it looked good when it was on the TV, but we don't have an application for it in real life. God has made you, and he already has a purpose for you. 
And that purpose, when his purpose intersects our personality, it manifests itself as our passion. Somebody tweet that immediately. Because when God's purpose intersects our personality, it manifests itself as our passion. Mm. Man. I love that. That's... Somebody get me a pulpit. That's all. <laughs> I'm preaching. That's Step on me. Step That'll on preach. me. That'll <laughs> preach. And that, but, but if he's put that hunger in you, and I, I want us to do this real quick. Um, we're at, we're out of time tonight, definitely. But if there's a need in your life, and you have the and you have a passion that meets that need, and the opportunity to walk those things out, man, that's God's calling for you. People always say, okay, Neff, you're called to be a worship pastor. Fantastic. But if you don't have the opportunity to be a worship pastor and there's no need for you to be a worship pastor, does that mean God's not called you? No, dude, get in where you fit in, baby. <laughs> Do something. There's, there's a, a, a Bill, Bill Wilson does a big sidewalk Sunday school in New York. And one of the greatest things I ever heard anyone say, he said at a conference, he said, the need is the call. Mm. When you see a need and you wow. have the opportunity to do something, do it. What the Bible says to him who knows uh, to do right and does not do it, to him, to him it's sin. It's the Bible's version of with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> you know, so like like if you see the need, meet the need. That that can be your call until God finally, you know, works it out again. Like David was a shepherd before he was a giant slayer. And God didn't call him to be a giant slayer. God called him to be a king. Mm. So keep, uh, take take a swing at whatever opportunity God, God puts in front of you. And uh, but, but I want you guys to do this. There's a, a website called giftstest.com G-I-F-T-S-T-E-S-T dot com um, I went on giftstest.com and filled out a 66 question cool. survey it's a multiple question survey it only takes a few minutes um, to do and you can print out your spiritual gifts the, the top five areas that you are gifted in and um, I did mine kind of quick. After I was done with it, I looked at my answers, and I'm like, I want to go back and take it again. I'm not sure if these are, like, my right answers or not, but uh, but it breaks it up. And I looked at my my top five spiritual gifts, and I feel like I feel like they're pretty good. Well, um, what are they? Well, um, interpretation. this is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you guys a chance to go ahead and do this right now. Go to um, giftstest.com. And if you guys are at home listening along you guys can uh you guys can go ahead and take this test too if you're driving down the road is that the correct one that is it okay if you're driving down the road please pull the car over before you try to do this take test take the test guys uh quick it's a multiple choice i think you just basically answer one for you know no five for strongly agree and um oh and that's for your denomination yeah you can just leave it blank <laughs> church of god, god cleveland church of god cleveland Church of God is right. Hallelujah. I just went straight for Pentecostal. There you I go. I didn't realize it was Whatever you want to put on there. You can put on there Anglican or anything else. I'm still loaded. <laughs> <laughs> no one gave Neff the Wi-Fi password. I'm on the Wi-Fi. Just not the good Wi-Fi. So while you guys are taking this test, I'm going to go ahead and go back over the things that Stephen missed when he was in charge of the show. Um... Again, you can connect with us across all of our social media platforms on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. Check our blog out at nerdofgodcast.com or email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. Um, I did that. You missed the YouTube one, I believe. 
Oh, yeah, I did. So no, ironically, I, I thought I heard him say subscribe to YouTube.com. YouTube. I did, not, no, com, I did so. not say YouTube. I promise you, I did not. Um, I'll go over our best thing ever for this week. It's time for the best thing. Whatever. Okay. I to do that. That's okay. He didn't do it. Um, last uh, last week we did our best thing ever. It was our Space Ace edition, uh, Star Fox versus Starbuck. Uh, that's right. It was Nintendo versus Battlestar Galactica, and I guess the uh, the lack of awareness of the Battlestar Galactica held. Uh, a good good fortune for Star Fox, who won it with 90% of the votes. I like how in the last episode you, you had to explain the Battlestar Galactica one. Well, good luck with this one, because tonight's best thing ever is Commander Shepard from the Mass Effect game series hey. uh, versus Captain Jean-Luc Picard from oh. Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, my cousin Steven, who is uh, a, a nerd of God, uh, if ever He's there not was me. one. Different Steven. My cousin Steven is uh, a huge Mass Effect fan, so I texted him before the show tonight. And uh, I said, hey, here's a question. Who's the best Commander Shepard from Mass Effect or Captain Picard from Next Gen? And I said, be honest. This is for posterity. And he said, as much as I like the Mass Effect universe, Picard wins this one hands down. When asking why, he said, besides being a great captain, Patrick Stewart is just too cool. And, of course, Picard gets the benefit of 25 years of nostalgia, even though this is the 30th anniversary of Star Trek: The Next Generation, I guess in Steven's mind they didn't get good till season season five. Um, so, yeah, he said he couldn't really make an argument for Commander Shepard being the winner, but perhaps you, as a Mass Effect fan, could let us know why uh, you think Commander Shepard would be the better of the two. And of course, the best way to do that is by voting on our Twitter poll for best thing ever. Search hashtag best thing ever, um, or you can just look for us at nerdofgodcast.com. The poll will be live at the time of this episode's airing, and you can let us know who you think will be the best thing. Ever, 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 ever. Just tell me when you guys are ready. Sorry, I'm on like 25. I'm halfway through. 27. Take your time. That's fine. Gum, it's a, it's not a race. We will, we I will, started a few minutes before you guys. We will cut this all out. I'm on number six. Okay. So I'm getting there. You're on number six? Shut up, Steven. Is this, are these questions specific to no. uh, denomination? No. Okay. Because there's some questions where it's like, if I put Baptist, I'm hitting one. Nope, you put whatever you think. You find out if you're supposed to be a Baptist or not. <laughs> like, according to this test, you should be a Catholic. <laughs> it's not a denomination <laughs> test. Congratulations. Congratulations, you're Mormon. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> you are an African Methodist Episcopal. <laughs> Wait, what? I knew It's a it. very specific. You know, I always felt inside that I was one of those. <laughs> an African Methodist, whatever you said, Episcopal. Congratulations, you are a Spanish-speaking Pentecostal. <laughs> Please collect your tambourine on the way out. <laughs> you should go back to the Kingdom Hall. No. <laughs> so today, um, are you guys almost done? I'm on, I'm on 52. 52. 52. 61. Hey. So today they're, today they're setting up for vacation Bible school, and I, I walk out of the office hallway into our, our downstairs missions cafe, and there's a camera crew in there, and they're filming a video. Now, I don't know what video they're filming. I, I didn't. I don't Did know. Did you get their information? Well, it was. Um, it was. It was on Lee. Do you remember on? On Lee. On Lee. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> on Lee um, is he, he's an evangelist. Is he related to Ang Lee? Possibly. They both have similar jaw bones. Um, I don't know, but uh, no, I think I, I think his name is L E, not L E E. Oh, oh, okay. No, but like but A H N L E. Anyway, so Anli was um 
was was in there filming a video, and he's like, "Oh, did the pastor text you? I'm supposed to be in here filming a video." I said, "Well, brother, they're about to do vacation Bible school in here, so your little video shoot's about to get real, real loud because when you know 75 preschoolers come walking through this door in five minutes." So, but this man is standing out there, and he's got like an all black outfit on, and he is an, he is a, a gentleman of Asian descent, and he is wearing on a, a taped on long, I mean, probably a seven-inch-long Fu Manchu mustache. <laughs> like Kung Fu Master so it was Fu Angley. Manchu mustache. And I'm going, and as he walks up to me, he goes, hey, did Pastor... And I, I look at him, and I just, I straight up say out loud, I don't know if I'm supposed to be offended by this or not. <laughs> Is this a test? <laughs> and he goes, no, no, you're not supposed to be offended by it. I'm like, okay, because I feel like I feel like I should be offended by this. I feel like if somebody else was dressed like this, this would be wrong. Um, I didn't know how to react. And uh, then later on, I turned around. I miss he, had, a few? he had that off, and it looked like he had a Oops, Jackie Chan one. wig on. Oh, no. It was very surreal. Very surreal. But I thought if I was Asian, I would try to. I would dress up like oh, Asian characters. Oh, I answered characters. that one. You're wrong. <laughs> I would. I mean, I finished. You got it going on, right? You oh, know? no, I definitely skipped that one. <laughs> There we go. Like, mistakenly, I just read past it. Anyway, An Lee, uh, he's a part of our church community, and he used to be, I believe, a molecular biologist. Like He's like a straight-up like science guy, and he ended up leaving that field when the call of Christ came on his life, when he felt the call to ministry and evangelism. So now he hosts a radio show and travels all across the country doing different seminars and conferences, and he does all these videos, um, training people, equipping people, inspiring people, especially students, to go and, and do awesome things for the kingdom. Um, on his radio show, I was listening to one of his uh, resource materials, and he had these girls on there that had come out of, like, sex trafficking, and he was raising awareness of that. So he's doing really, really good things. I wish I had his information for his, like, shows so I could give a shout-out to him, but um, I don't, so um, on Lee. That's his Google name. Him. Doom, doom, Google on Lee. Lee. So anyway, good stuff, but really nice guy. Um, and he got his video done really, really quick before the kids came in. Everybody done with your test? I'm yeah. done. Yeah. I kind of want to retake it. <laughs> okay. Well, you got what you got. So uh, <laughs> let's go around and let's uh, let's share your top five spiritual gifts. Um, who, who wants to start? I'll start. Fantastic. EJ. All right. From one to five, giving, exhortation, faith, leadership, discernment. Okay, sorry, it's not just the five I got. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get, I didn't get like three of those. No, it's your top five, yeah. but there's many different gifts. I thought like these were the only ones, so it's like one through five, like which ones are good. I don't know. I've never taken this. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's it's okay. So so go go. Your first one was giving. Giving. Do you do you feel like let's just look at your top three alone? Do you feel like your top three are, are pretty accurate? Yes. Exhortation is the. Well, I'll, I, let me rephrase that. Sure. I was actually going to ask what that meant. Okay. Exhortation, I have it on my list here, is uh, the divine strength or ability to strengthen, comfort, or urge others to action through the written or spoken word and biblical truth. Yeah. Nailed it, right? Yeah. Yeah. The top. These are my top three. And then your third one was? Faith. Faith. Yeah. Yeah, that's my top. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's pretty. It's cool. pretty cool. It's like it's like one of those little little paper things that you would open up with your fingers and like mm. pick a number. This is who you're gonna marry. <laughs> oh god, they still make those. By your the way. Yeah, they do. I think I, I think they, I they still make them. I was in middle school. Yeah. Jackie, what's your what's your top five? I got discernment, craftsmanship, exhortation, giving, and helps. Oh, how do you feel about that? Um, what was your good. fourth one? Number four was giving. So. 
I mean, I'm, I'm pretty behind it. I can, I can, I can see that. This discernment's basically like gut feelings, yeah. Like the ability to determine. Well, the Holy Spirit talking yeah, like, to you. Yeah, like yeah. Right, wrong, good, mm-hmm. bad, godly, okay. ungodly. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. How do you feel about the Harry Potter franchise? Yeah, answer that. (laughs) That's a can of worms you don't want to open right now. I had a conversation with a lady, and she was talking about like, yeah, we just watched The Descendants too, and I said, oh, I said, said, is that a is that a movie for uh, that's appropriate for a child to be watching? And she was so befuddled by my line of questioning, and and she's like, it's on the Disney Channel. I said, so the Disney Channel is now the standard of God's holiness. Wow. And I was really just kind of like tightening the screws on her just to mess with her, Mm -hmm. but she was. Like starting to get really upset about it. She's like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not supposed that to, conviction. I mean, it's a lot of, uh-huh. lot of fun. Um, <laughs> Jessica. I got helps. Yes. Service, craftsmanship, teaching, and word of wisdom. Ah. So, how do you feel about yours? Pretty spot on. Pretty spot on. I, I, I take these kind of tests every several years, and it always kind of changes. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of accurate. That's kind of cool. That's what, was your, cool. what was yours again? I don't remember. Helps. Helps, service, craftsmanship. Teaching and word of wisdom. I think that's really good. That is really good. And it's cool that, that teaching came up on there too. Yeah, right? I yeah. thought about that. that was cool. <laughs> because ta da, <laughs> Jackie, you guys, you guys both got craftsmanship yeah. as part of yours. Like, mm-hmm. how does that? What does that look like in your life? Like serving God through craftsmanship. I'm making a sweater right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you certainly got craftsmanship. Yeah, that's my top one. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what, what are your five, man? I got craftsmanship, helps, service, giving, and then faith. I see. That. Nice. Very, very cool. Helps is, is literally helping people, That's right? all it is, man. Yeah. I see it. So you, somebody's got to be someone's right hand, man. Someone's got to be the person that, that helps make it happen. And it, that's like that's a spiritual gift that people think of like as Robin to everybody else's Batman. Like yeah. it's like oh I don't want to get helps. That's but I'm gonna tell you, helps, helps is, is one right? of the most important things, dude. I mean it's so important. I, I go back to Romans ch- chapter six, uh, excuse me, Acts, ch- Acts chapter six when. Um, the, the, the disciples are like, look, we got to be all about the words of God. You know, we can't be waiting tables over here. So the Bible's like, all right, I want you to pick pick some people among you who are like top-notch, excellent people that can go and serve and help and do, you know, these kind of things. And, and you have, like, this isn't just like, well, just give it to the people that, you know, it's not like parking lot ministry. It's not like, well, we can give that to anybody, whatever. Sorry, if somebody's listening to this and you're in your church's parking lot ministry. They love you. Um, you're, they you're they love you. They you. They love you. And you we are love the you. first point of contact to people from the outside. But, but I'm still gonna park where I want. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, you I've, can wave. Skirt, skirt. You're simply not talented <laughs> enough for the praise team, or not, you know, not trustworthy enough for the children. I, I brought a guy in from the parking lot the other day. Does that count? Yeah, absolutely. So you did park and, and, and I literally did park the lot. Was it a 99? To, and I jumped into Tony. <laughs> Was it a 99? Weird time. Neff, what are your top five? Mine were. Exhortation, leadership, faith, helps, and mercy. Exhortation. Mercy. <laughs> I finished mercy in my head to murder. And I was like, wow. <laughs> that really Exhortation, really leadership, faith, and helps, and murder. murder. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Heroes never die. Uh, either. Um, <laughs> die a hero, so, so you so believe long enough to be a So villain. your first one was? Exhortation. So do you feel like you are a good communicator in that way, that you uh, urge other people to action through... Faith and good, and then your second one, uh, leadership. Okay, well, how are you a leader? I mean, uh, did you use Christmas tree your answers? No. Okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how how does leadership play a role in your life? Leadership 
is the strength to ability people uh, to, to the ability to influence people at their level while directing and focusing them on the big picture vision or idea well maybe not people totally on my level but like working with definitely working with kids and 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 the youth let me tell you a good example of Neff's leadership he won't he, he, he's gonna circle the wagon but he's not gonna hit the target Neff screwed up as a leader this week yeah, he did something that he wasn't proud of, and he had to have a, a good sit-down meeting with me. I didn't know that he did it. He came to me to say, I messed up. Well, I was encouraged by others, too, and, and they gave me a perspective to where. Good, and you did, and we learned a lesson, and you're a better leader for it, which is which is good, and it's fine. Yeah. But I think that your desire to be a better leader in other people's lives and, and your ability to be a good leader in other people's lives should always continue to push you to be a better leader. Remember, that doesn't mean you just walk out of the egg and it's like, you're just, look at me, I'm hatched, I'm a leader. Um, sometimes being a leader means failing and yeah. then getting up a better yeah. leader than you and went it's, down. It's definitely been a development because, I mean, just through the stuff that I've done since, like from middle school till now, I've seen myself grow into that leadership. I mean, even through high school, it was mostly through ROTC, but uh, that kind of started my whole path of like being a leader and then coming here to church and being a youth and, and, and kids church leader. One of the cool things that Neff does is, and it, it might, I don't know if it seems out of character, but Neff actually leads our youth community gym night. So wow. we have a night where we have the gym that's open and all these neighborhood kids come in, all these school guys, like kids that aren't really connected to our church or our ministry. They come in, and, and Neff's got the gym. He gets it set up, gets it all real, I mean, real good hospitality, welcome for him, great environment. We have, like, a live DJ, plays some music and stuff like that. And then Neff does this halftime uh, discipleship moment with them where they kind of do a halftime huddle. He pours the Word of God into their a little exhortation for them at that moment um, and, and really encourages them, gives them a positive place to do it. You say what you want, man, but Neff owns that ministry, dude. Nobody else is putting the time and the heart into it. That's leadership. That's, cool. That's really awesome stuff, man. I, I appreciate that much. Steven, what's your top five? Uh, I got service, exhortation, helps, leadership, and teaching. Hmm. I see your top three. I see, I see all that, yeah. I thought helps would have been number one. Uh, yeah, he's got a little too much, a little too much ego. To service, all helps. <laughs> but he's got service, service and helps. I definitely. Yeah, no, see all day. No, I'm all just. Stephen is one of the hardest working people. Yeah. Stephen, like, I know. Stephen, tell that to my boss. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, hey, but the, but again, here's the difference, man. You're talking about a job that you use yeah. to pay your bills versus mm -hmm. where your actual passion lies. Yes. Yeah, because yes. Stephen's the guy who will be here till one o'clock, two yep. o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. on a Saturday night to make sure that the announcement video is perfect for Sunday morning. Yes. Yep. Yep. Something that people see and politely ignore on the screen for three and a half minutes. And this guy has put hours and hours and hours yep. into it to make sure that it's perfect. That's excellent. Yep. That's top notch, dude. And, and so if you're gifted in that area of serving, it's all the things that nobody sees that are behind the scenes. And that's the thing. How many times have I gotten the, the hand clap of applause for something that, that could not have happened without Steven mm. being behind the yeah. scenes, making me look good? Um, more than once. <laughs> uh, let's call that a frequent occasion. <laughs> Even your wedding. <laughs> You're That's welcome. True. That's true. Uh, but uh, okay, so you had you had uh, service, service uh -huh. was number one. Yeah. Then exhortation, and you are a good communicator. Yes. Man. Yes. Helps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Leadership. Teaching. Yep. There you go. Very yeah. Good. Yeah, I think that's excellent. Man. That pretty much right. That's exactly how I see. Well, how would, what would you break up the difference between service and helps? Do they have like a a, a glossary? Yeah, actually, a, when so, you go to their, it's a word page. I haven't heard in about ten years. 
A glossary? Yeah. A lexicon. If you go to their homepage, they have a, a list of them. Really? Let's mm -hmm. go home. Well, let me take a screenshot of this first. Yeah, no, I took it. a screenshot too. Boom. Save this for later. I can't, Walmart and I can't print go. it out. I can't go. Top home. five gifts. This top month. five. They have no home, but oh, there it is. That's gonna be my lock screen now. Hey, like, every morning I wake yes. up, I'm like, all right, let's go exhort. They have scriptures. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of stuff on here I didn't have. Shout like to gift word of knowledge. You only get five. You're awesome. Miracles, Pastor Shepherd. Did you get Pastor Shepherd, Tony? No, actually, I didn't. <laughs> um. Doesn't, now so I feel better about so not the gift of serving mind. is the divine strength or ability to do small or great tasks and working for the overall good of the body of Christ. All right. So there you go. Um, my top five were different theaters. Yes, everyone else. but you. Uh, my top five uh, is number one, teaching. Yeah, um, I can see that. The uh, study, study and learn from the scriptures primarily to bring understanding and depth to other Christians, which is great because, yeah. because like, like most Christians, important. like most Christian and like most pastors in ministry, I only ever read my Bible when I'm preparing for a sermon. Oh, so no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, People aren't gonna like you. Yeah, I know. Uh, number two is hospitality. The gift of hospitality yes. is the divine strength yes. and ability to create warm, welcoming environments yes. for others in places such as your home, office, or church. One yes. of my favorite and places can, to be is your house, and, I know. and it's been your house for three different houses. <laughs> Thank you. It is one of my That's favorite true. places to be, too. One of, the, one of the reasons I came back is because of your hospitality. Thanks, yeah. man. That's, That's cool. super important to me. Like When my wife and I were building, we were buying this house uh, a year ago. The, the one thing that we said, and we could have gotten way more house for way less money if we'd have just kind of pushed ourselves outside of this area a little bit, but it was so important. It was a deal breaker for us, was if, if we have a house that a kid can't skateboard from our church to, then mm. we're not really, our house isn't going to be effective wow. ministering to people. Mm. Cool. Um, we take that very seriously. Um, so that's really, that, I mean, it makes me feel good. Uh, number three is helps. Yeah. So there's that. And I it, see that. And, and, you know, like for me, being a youth pastor for so long, like I find that being in a supportive role to a senior pastor is not something that everybody is gifted at doing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people kind of want to come in and, and do their own thing. But like I'm, I think that my longevity in ministry has come from my ability to kind of fall alongside of a senior pastor and make them better at what they do. Mm -hmm. um, if, if my pastor is one of the smartest guys I know, like he is straight, he's one of the has one of the highest levels of integrity of anybody I know. Like my pastor is, he's a doctor. Uh, he's he's awesome, yeah. <laughs> but I make him better at what he does, and I don't I don't take that lightly at all. Mm -hmm. um, I've had some great pastors. I make them better pastors because of my ability to be to be me and to be me in their in their lives. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I that's an honor for me. Um, that's not a source of pride. That's an honor. But that's the thing, Stephen. That when so, I was does up, that mean that I make Pastor better by making you better? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a circle of life. So <laughs> that well, that gets, you're, well, you're welcome, Pastor. When I would when when I used to get uh, Pastor Knapp's sermon notes on Saturday afternoon, and I'd be sitting at home on Saturday night, going, "Nobody else from the church is here on Saturday night working and doing his message slide graphics and stuff like that." And then I got in check, and I went, "Man, I get to be part." of the vehicle by which God delivers his word to people. Yeah. Like I don't, I should, that, that's not a chore. That's an honor. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I like that. Exhortation is, um, mm -hmm. is another one. So I got teaching and exhortation, yeah. which is why, so my, did I. High five. which is why my sermons are twice as long as they should be. <laughs> 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 that's funny. And then uh, leadership, which I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that's that, like that would be my weakest area. Um, but leadership to influence people while focusing on the big picture and vision. I don't know. I guess, I guess that's my top five. So what, what you were saying with like how like 
going back to to the one thing where you said how you make the, the pastor service better or it's it's kind of cool whenever we go to why mama and we're with you because we're, we're hanging with we're hanging with why mama is um where our denomination's state campground is yes so there's gatherings there of you groups and know. other pastors for one of them is so, <laughs> so, so when, when we all get Steven together and everyone's like coming up to you because you're you've been doing it for so long that you're kind of like you're I'm not trying to like put you up on like a pedestal or anything, but like you're like the guy because you've been doing it for so long and you're, you you're good at it. You're good at what you do. That that like it's cool to be part of like yeah I'm part of Pastor Tony's Pastor Tony entourage his leadership team. It, it's like a not like a prideful thing, but like it gets me excited for leadership because it's like these people look up. All these other pastors are looking up to the pastor that's above that's right above me. And so I, getting yeah. to work, like, with you and... We and, got the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. like, getting I to agree. work for you and with you is one of the most exciting things mm-hmm. and parts of, of the youth ministry it's, that we do. It's it's, re- it's really cool because it's it's fun for me, just kind of piggyback on what Neff said, to have been going to Y Mama with you before all these people, I'm going to just say, knew how good great you were. And it's cool kind of seeing, like, the, the evolution of that. I, I'll say this. I tweeted this earlier this week, and I, I meant it. And it seemed, after I did it, it seemed self-serving, and I promise you it wasn't. I promise you it wasn't. But I said, I'm so honored, I'm so humbled, I'm so grateful to be a part of the lives of so many amazing people. Because when I look on, on my social media and I see, hey, man, look at these guys that are over here, and they're they're in Colombia right now working with, with kids that are have been part of, like, you know, gangs and, and, and you know, sex trafficking, and they're... they're pouring into the lives of these kids and I'm like man I know those people when I see people over here and they're like traveling the world and they're doing these awesome things or they're they're pastoring a church in a small town and just pouring their hearts out to reach people that there's and there's no like applause for them there's no like award for them there's no accolades for them and it's like I know them you know when I see the, the, the all the people that, whose whose lives I get to be connected to man it's so humbling and it's so awesome. And I, I put that out there and it's just like, no, you know, for real, like that's so cool to be Phil Coulson to so many <laughs> Iron Mans and Thors and Hulks. You know what I mean? Like Phil Coulson got his own TV show. Phil Coulson yeah. got a spear through his chest, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I say that to, to say this, like for me, uh, I appreciate your, your sentiment, Neff, but I'll, I'll make reference to one of my favorite people, man. One of my legit favorite people um, is a girl named Trisha. And uh, Trisha is one of the part of the, a group of students, and some of you guys have had a chance to meet her. She's, She's come wonderful. Over. She is wonderful, and um, and and she wrote me a note. I got a, a physical card in the mail this week, Aww. and it was just like thank you for you know whatever. And it was just it was just really really nice. And I was like so floored because to me, like she is so super cool, incredible, awesome, like like just this great young person. Who's just pound for pound, year for year, just just streets ahead of, of where I was at her age. Just mm-hmm. just awesome, cool, put together person, and um, like that she would like send that to, to thank me and to, to regard me was so humbling and so so flattering. I was like, man, what a what a cool cool thing to be regarded like by, by that by, by some people. So um, so anyway, so you you say uh, you say hey to be you know this guy is the, to, to be so great and I I. To completely honestly and without a shred of false humility, see it totally the other way. That doesn't mean I don't know what where I bring value and where I'm skilled and and whatnot. 
but man, for me, like I get to play a part in this big story that God is telling, and that's incredible. So it's up to me, Jackie. You're you're a musician, and yes. you've played in in these orchestras, yes, these big bands, mm-hmm. and every single part has a part to play, mm-hmm. and they're not the same as anybody else's part. Nope. Uh, but but everybody has to do it, and everybody has to prepare because if one person's not on the right level, mm-hmm. they're either gonna make the whole thing sound bad, or they're going home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my job, my responsibility, whether I'm functioning as a youth pastor, whether I'm functioning as a, as a groups pastor, creative arts pastor, whether I'm functioning as a podcast host, a husband or a father, um, my job is to be as prepared as I can. My job is to have that vision in mind. My job is to know what my skill set and my gifts are uh, so that I can be operating in my passions and, and operating with excellence, operating at, at my highest level of efficiency. And that's that's my encouragement to you guys. So... Um, I, I guess that's it. Any final thoughts? In the words of Shia LaBeouf, just do it. Just, just, do, just it. do it. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> In the words of Donald Trump, Kofefe. <laughs> Thank you, Quentin. The worst. Thought you forgot. <laughs> An elephant never forgets. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because... Is that a Republican joke? Yeah. I challenged Nev the other day. I said, Nev, I've had this word in my mind for a whole week, and I just, at some point in the next episode, I just need you to say it, and I'm going to laugh. <laughs> and I didn't even want to tell the story, but he said it, and it got me. <laughs> I was waiting very patiently got, for I thought you somebody forgot, to set it up, man. and I was like, now's the time. <laughs> it's going to do a close. We need to do this. If it's the time, we got to do it now. Yes. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Nerd of God cast. I'm sorry, Stephen. It's your show. <clears throat> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how we end this thing. Short but sweet. That's how Stephen ends it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Nerd of God cast. Remember, you can hit us up on social media at Nerd of God cast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can check us out on the YouTube.com <laughs> at Nerd of God cast. Email us at Nerd of God cast at gmail.com. And you can visit us on our website and blog at www.nerdofgodcast.com. Once again, for the Nerd of God cast, it's me, Tony T. Wait, I don't know what I'm doing. What do I do? I forgot how you end this show. You're not Tony T. For the Nerd of God cast, I'm Tony T. Oh, yeah. Steve-O Supremo. See you, everybody. The big man, Quentin Neff. Covete. Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> the twins, Jackie and Jess. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It's Bye. your boy, EJ, official Ness Nieves. Just do it. And Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. <laughs> Till next time, we ain't got to go home, but, but we can't can stay here. Were you singing that? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I was doing a weird voice. Welcome to a very special musical episode of the Nerd of God guest. Steven, I didn't know you One were John days. Ralph. <laughs> Steven takes over and the whole thing goes <laughs> la la land. He's doing <laughs> What's wrong with feeling? <laughs> Money, please. <laughs> Money, please. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't dance up on me. Thank you guys for sticking around to our post credit. We actually have a cool and exciting offer. If you are a Christian hip hop artist, and we love 
our Christian hip hop artists, E-H-H. those of you guys that have been keeping SoundCloud alive for the for the. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Are they still alive? Sound- I think I heard someone came back and saved them at the last Chance second. Sound- SoundCloud assured me that they are they are staying alive, but so did the Bee Gees, and that was right around the time disco died. So. Um, so for all of our Christian hip hop, and I know that we actually have a great relationship with some of our hip hop artists. We've featured on here um, some some phenomenal uh, talent uh, in in voices like L7 um, and Al Capone from from Indiana. Um, we got our, our friends from over in the Carolinas, the Just His League, uh, and several others. But we want to put this out. If you are an aspiring Christian hip-hop artist, we want to challenge you to write a song. And I know this is going to sound a little self-centered, self-serving, but it is. Uh, we promise it's going to come back to bless you. But we want to challenge you to write a song about the Nerd of God cast. And you can reference anything uh, as specific as you want to. You can talk about why steve the worst, or you can reference hey. the twins if you want. You can just talk about the concept of Christ culture and nerd culture and sweet, sweet two-player co-op. But, you know, make it fun. Uh, make You know, throw some references in there. We challenge you to put that song out and email it to us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We're going to put out a special episode where we feature some of these songs. And if your song is picked to be one of our final songs, and it doesn't have to be a, a full thing. It can be a quick 90-second deal, whatever you want it to be. But, but put out something, make it fun, make it creative, make it sound good. And if you are chosen to be our winner, we are going to offer you, and this is, this is a huge, huge deal. Thank you so much for helping make this happen. Exclusive, custom-made album art by Official Ness and the EJ Nieves. That is um that's a two hundred and fifty dollar value right there. Yeah. So we are we are really thank you so much for putting that out there, EJ, oh, and no, you're offering welcome. to do that. And uh, you know that that way you get to support two artists, right? We have uh, EJ's uh, you know graphical art and of course your musical art. We will feature you on our show. We will put links to your uh, SoundCloud or YouTube or whatever page you have uh, all across our podcast stuff. It's just a way that we can help you put your art, your talent, and your ministry out there so everybody can can be a part of what you're all about so help us help you and in in us helping you help us help you help, help. everybody help help help, help. 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 <laughs> use the gift of helps and help me get out of this <laughs> sentence so uh again hashtag chh christian hip-hop artists uh represent the nerdy god cast and you can win some cool exclusive album art yes. from official ness no i have seen it's your boy Thanks for listening to the Nerd of Godcast. Buenas noches. Bye. I mean, wait. Yeah, boy. My son got a um, a <laughs> necklace. Yes. Word. He got a necklace for his Apple Watch. Yes. So you take the Apple Watch out of the wristband and you put it on a necklace, which what? totally eliminates the convenience of having an Apple Watch. Yes. And you can't feel the vibrations. And it makes him look feel like a Muppet Baby Flav of Flav. Is he still wearing? <laughs> is he still wearing it? Oh yes, he definitely. If I is. did that, I would only have Siri call me Flavor Flav. Flavor. <laughs> yes, Flavor. Siri, say Flavor Flav. Here's what I found on the web for Safe Flavor Flav. <laughs> <laughs> Safe Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. <laughs> Good night, everybody.